back to three quarters of the Knife Nuts podcast. Jake is caught in a time warp somewhere, and we don't know what's happening. He's reaching out to us from the beyond. Yeah, Hold on. I, I have to queue up time warp right now. Oh, do we have time, time warp, warp again? Do we have wow. time warp again? Nice. Hey, I did you not expect there to be... <laughs> I didn't expect there to be that many t- uh, Rocky Horror fans on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, I don't hey, need yeah. to queue it up. Yeah. All right. I a girl who made yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us all about don't that. Say. Tell us all about that, Robot Jake. No way, really? It's, it's, that bad. it's fucked, dude. It Disconnect is and reconnect. Fucked. And we'll continue with the podcast. We'll see you in an hour. We'll see you soon, Jake. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Come yeah. On. Your shit's That's fucked. Good. No, he's fucked. I'm, I'm <laughs> kicking him out. The time warp. <laughs> I kick Jake out. Um, he needs to reconnect. I, but let me set that. This is really funny because Mark Steiner from <coughs> Make, uh, Mark of the Maker literally DM'd me to tell me that the podcast was sounding so good lately. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's no no fault of Jake. <laughs> See, this is what, we take that as a challenge. If anyone compliments us, we need to do the opposite and make it worse. I agree, just out of uh, pure opposition. Yeah. What what is happening? That's Are me you- typing to Jake to give him an instruction to reconnect when his shit isn't fucked. In the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, two of the th- three people in here were actually at the uh, the show. Which yes, is what we should talk about versus sleeping most of the time. Oh, that's a good point. Jake doesn't probably have a lot to say here anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like Brian probably saw more than Jake did. I don't know. I wasn't there very long. I was there for maybe four hours total. Right. Yeah. So. Before we before we jump into that, can I get some like merch stuff out of the way? Yes, get the shilling out of the way. Yeah, I got a shill. So I have some uh, limited edition T-shirts up on the uh, the merch site. So if you go to knifenutspodcast.com and then click merch, it'll take you to our Teespring site. And I just uploaded a bunch of new designs. And some of them have some really weird color combos that I'm only going to do for a very short period of time, including a, a purple on purple vintage metal tee, which is pretty cool. Um, there's also, <laughs> for as long as Brian will let me get away with it, there's also the uh, commemorative, the Brian Nadeau commemorative t-shirt, which actually comes in China red, which is perfect for the holiday season. And if you, if you... Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Meanwhile, I'm going to have the last laugh because I, because you do it for nothing. Nobody's buying that. So right. it's just over the years that, that 30 seconds yep. of you uploading that photograph over and over, is, yep. you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just take a year of your life away. You know, people buy every other design but that one. Brian's playing the long game. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Because I think it's kind of because it just says China on it. (laughs) I think I need to redo it and make it say something like Wiggles. (laughs) Oh, you fuck. Are you telling me our patriotic fans don't want to wear the China shirt? I don't think so. Uh, Plus, it's kind of got the Obama thing, which is kind of (laughs) passe. Was it a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I imagine amongst. If our- I said make China great again or something, it would be more more of the uh, of the times, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> There's also um, the the uh, Christoph Spazel, uh metal logo uh, available as a hoodie, a pullover, and a T-shirt. Uh, that's got some red text. I don't know how long I'm going to keep that one up, but did uh, you? If you use what? Did you do the coloration on that, or did he do that? No, I did the coloration and the podcast text. Ah, it looks good. Thanks. Yeah, it looks, I think it I'm looks gonna... better than I than it did without it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's how logos are. Logos have to work in black and white, and then you can do yeah. you know, dress them up any way you want. But uh, if you guys use coupon code WIGGLES, you will get free shipping. And on Teespring, that's actually uh, pretty good, because I think shipping is pretty expensive. Yes, and uh, eventually the hosts will get some kind of coupon code so that they can get their own shit for cheap. <laughs> that's already there, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. I need to order a bunch of stuff then. Yeah, you yeah, can. I just paid. I just paid full price and shipping to- for mine. And and it's so he, <laughs> he he refused to put the Wiggles code in because it infuriated him too much. Hey, he's a man of principle. <laughs> Fuck. And that. I I've you told got, you guys so are many gonna, times. You're gonna you know you guys are gonna wish that you didn't get this going around because it's gonna become a thing and it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> for who? From our for fans, maker, and then you'll be getting it? shit from everybody. Oh, when they, when well, they, I don't everyone's asked about Wiggles. Is, I don't think anyone's going to ask anybody about Wiggles but you. Hey, maybe we made it cool. We've we've also uh, probably alienated that fan of Brian's work for <laughs> yes. all time. Uh, he I actually do, I, did I, come I, back and made a comment. Somebody made a comment to him like weeks later, and he did come back and respond to that guy. So, I mean, he's still there. I don't know. He's still there. I feel a little bad, but it was really fucking funny. So it was. If he DMs me, I'll I'll give him a free shirt. <laughs> it'll and it'll be a Brian Nadeau commemorative T-shirt. So we're so we're going back to a net negative so, on this. Yeah. So if that kid, I don't I can't remember his name, but if you DM me, if you actually listen to this show, I will send you a Brian Nadeau commemorative T-shirt in the color of your choice. If but Mr. it's probably Wiggles. you can have any color you want as long as it's red. <laughs> and you know he's gonna like take a video and put on. You know, YouTube of him pissing on it or something. <laughs> that would be Come great. On. That would be actually amazing. You can have any beer as long as it's a Corona. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> more than you can afford, pal. I I'm I have to buy the socks because some of my friends are doing a Yankee swap, and apparently socks was the thing you had to buy. Oh. Feel bad for the this you know poor sap that's gonna end up with these fucking knife nut socks. <laughs> Did we you see socks? the we we have also, crew we have socks? We socks. Yeah, there's crew socks. There's also the new Knife Nuts home collection. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> the, the pillow and the <laughs> how about how like about it? banana hammocks? No, there's no banana hammocks yet. Teespring is very be- like you know inoffensive. So boo. <clears throat> we can't. Uh, there's no Knife Nuts thongs <laughs> or speedos. Who, who wants the Knife Nuts indoor pillow? One thing- condoms with my china face right on the front. That's <laughs> right. what I want. And it just stretches over the tiny dick. Anyway. Yeah. That way, when I see when I see when the guys come up to the show, hey man, I used your rubber. Uh, yeah, I was in your wife. <laughs> My face was in your wife. What? What? Uh, your uh. it was your face. You mean your face was in? My, My face wife. was in your wife. <laughs> right. Yucks. Or girl or whatever. That was a combination uh, of yike and yucks. Uh, odd transition. I actually have a lot of uh, requests for uh, women's merch, like right. clothing, and. It's I don't believe that at all. I, yeah. I, I, believe me, there are at least four people. That's more that than I expected. These. Right. Okay. W- so, women, get women. away. Get away now. Get away from the men that you're with if they're into this. Just move on. Yeah. They're so. in, they're into them. Why can't you? Ex- why can't you just understand that women like knives too? Well, because we were at the New York show and there was one woman there who was not being dragged along by her boyfriend. Well, think one. About it's this not one. a very diverse hobby, guys. I I disagree. Just because they don't think about it, it's like all the people that. Why would they want to go to a show like that? It is a big sausage fest. This yeah, is very that's true. right. All right, and just think about how that the whole time and, to talk about women <laughs> yeah. and knives. It's I find it insulting that people make knives that are supposed to be targeted towards women. It's it's silly shit. Yeah. What the f- 
Who, why does a knife have to be gender specific? Well, I don't understand. They it. only buy pink knives, right? Oh my god! Yeah, that is the worst thing in the world. That's not true. That is the worst. <laughs> or if you go, to, you know, you ever go to like Target or something, and you go down, you need to get like a, a tool or something, and they have like a section with like just a toolbox that's pink, and they have a woman on there holding a hammer. Like what? And, it, and it's fifteen dollars more than it's the fifteen dollars more one. That's uh. Yeah, that shit worked in the 60s. I don't think we need to sell women-exclusive things. Oh, it's... it drives me nuts. Yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I digress. My point being is that I need to know what stuff is good and what stuff is not good on the Teespring site. Because I've bought a lot of the men's t-shirts and stuff, and I know which ones are decent and which ones kind of suck. Uh, oh, we so... talking about 100% Gildan, 100% Cotton Gildan shirts? Because those uh, shirts suck. I call those short fats. They're the worst. They are the worst shirts in the world. Do you know that horrendous shirt that uh, not, it's not a horrendous shirt, but it's for the for band, the band Horren- yeah. horrendous that Elijah got me. That was like one of the best band shirts I've ever got. Was it not on 100 percent Gildan Gildan? Yeah, it's not good. It's very good. It, yeah. Uh, no, I've, wa- I've washed it more than once and it's still not a mid drift. <laughs> Yeah, so. I went on this long rant about how much I hate 100% cotton Gildan shirts to my girlfriend, and she had bought me one and was like, okay, I guess I can't give it to you anymore. Uh, the ones that I'm currently on, that are currently on there are 100, the ones that, the Knife Nuts ones are, I think, 100% cotton, but they are not Gildan. And yeah. they are, well, and they are th- decent. This is so far in the weeds, but there there are good 100% cotton shirts. If they're like pre-washed cotton and they're soft and stuff and then they yeah, don't shrink. Yeah, that's, that's what they are. That's what these are. All right. So and the reason I moved to those specifically is to keep number one keep the cost like under thirty dollars for a fucking yeah this shit is nuts two uh, because uh, most of the knife community are round boys so can't disagree <laughs> with that so we need up like three x and up <laughs> so so now we have extra small all the way to five x we don't sell know. a lot of those schmediums just no, to me and, just to me Tim and Elijah right. You guys are the only medium people in the in the knife community. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, that was good. That was a good uh, plug for our merch. That was like ten straight minutes of shilling. So yeah, I'm sorry. I hope it was entertaining. Go buy it so that we can have Christmas. Yeah. Otherwise, our families will starve. Christmas is ruined. Yeah, seriously. Um, we? yeah. Let's let's get into the meat of the today's uh, topic. I wonder what, what where Jake is though. I, I yeah. I don't know. His computer is still shutting down. Let's just yeah. talk about the times where he was asleep so that he doesn't actually have anything to contribute. Then when we get back, we'll talk about the parts where he was present. I will tell you that it was immensely convenient having the room in the venue. Yes. Having the hotel room in the venue. Yes. Especially since my back has been fucked. So I was able to, like, escape for, like, 15 minutes and come back down. But there's only so long you just want to stand there in the room because, like, you can see all the knives Relatively quickly, and I, I'll admit I didn't actually see like ninety percent of the knives. I didn't see all the knives either. There were makers there that I found out were there after I got home. Yeah, but it is nice being able to escape. I mean, it's a room with no windows that you're in for I don't know eight hours straight. So yeah, definitely do the uh, hotel at the venue or the yeah. venue at the hotel, whatever. Do that. It was don't worth wait. It. Don't do it when I did it because yeah, you got butt fucked on this <laughs> the price. Well, it's because we were on, like, a really swanky floor. Which yeah, I was not on a swanky floor. No was good nice. whatsoever, yeah. Yeah, it did you guys no good. Yeah, well, oh well. <laughs> to preface this, listeners, Jake and Levon, who are both probably over six feet, 
and uh, not I, I like live. that you said that. I'm actually 5'11 and a half. Thank okay, you. Okay, there we go. Uh, shared a king bed together. Yeah, talking round. <laughs> yeah, I'm six feet around. <laughs> Meanwhile, me, the objectively smallest member of the podcast, if you look at the pictures, have my own king bed in a different room. Uh, that was the best decision I made at the show, I'll say that. And the only... You paid for your own room. That's that's the difference. Yes, it was. I mean, it was only 150 bucks. It wasn't worth bad. every penny, right? Worth every penny. I'm sure. A thousand percent, Brian. It was luxurious. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, like Jake, I don't know what's happened to him. Like we we've done this a long time, and usually we're pretty good. Like I'm used to sleeping because my dog and stuff sleeps in the same bed, so I'm usually sleeping like on the very edge of the bed to begin with, and Jake like would just sort of. I don't know how he sleeps, like, in a bed with his wife. <laughs> like, I don't understand how it works. I could tell you, a lot of sedatives. The same oh. way it works with you. <laughs> he, speaking of the devil. Right. Is he back? Oh, yeah. Jake's back. How, how many sedatives did you take? No, you, Jake. You were off the ambient. Your, your sedatives. And you're good now. Your mic is working. You sound fabulous. Welcome, Jake. Sedatives? Sedatives. What's happening Thank here? Thank I think you. you... <laughs> oh god! I'm glad you woke up from that ambient nap. <laughs> when I was sprawled out like a starfish snoring. <laughs> yes. I, that's the picture I needed. I didn't need like the the audio of my snoring. I needed a photo of me like a starfish in the center of the bed because every time I woke up, I made sure that I was all the way on the edge of the bed. Yeah. No, I don't think you did it on purpose. It wasn't like, I don't think you were maliciously trying to take up the bed. And you looked so peaceful, I didn't want to wake you. This should be the marketing material for Ambien. <laughs> yes. I could not sleep at all the whole time I was there, though. Yeah. It's, uh, again. I, I just laid there awake for eight hours. Well, yeah, the I thought of Jake's boner rubbing story. up against me would do that. Mm. <laughs> uh, now, let's, let's change the subject. <laughs> so the show... Yeah, the show. Let's talk about the knives at the show. Um, first off, the knives are so overall secondary. impressions. Yeah, o overall impressions. Let's overall impressions of the show were great. I thought it was really good. It had a, you know, I ha I heard from some people saying that it was slow, which I didn't see. I didn't see it being slow. I thought there was a constant influx of people the whole time and a constant flow of people going through each table. You know, that's all you can hope for at some of these things. You know. Yeah, it was. I mean, slow compared to what? It was oh, better than God. last year. Oh, that's Jake snoring. Oh, okay. No, that's my recording of you snoring. Asshole. Of my snoring? <laughs> oh, dude, if we're gonna play that uh, game, oh, no, I got twenty-one seconds and figured that would be enough. I'm. I'm not saying I didn't snore. However. <laughs> Yours was like the whole place started to rattle. It was like it was it, the whole place shook, and I had at one point Aaron Frederick, who was sleeping just to the left of us on a on an air mattress, woke up and was having like uh, post traumatic stress of his days in the Navy. Dear God, yeah. Anyway, it was pretty great. yeah. So I think the no, I think it was if it was slow compared to what? Because last year last it was year way less we people because of the weather. It was a disaster. Yeah, it was terrible. So this year was definitely better. There was more custom makers of note that um, and of high there last of, year, and 
like high-end ones. High-end custom knife makers, similar to a lot of art knife stuff that you see, that I'm used to seeing at the New York show and previously at the East Coast custom knife show. Yeah. The, uh, which was nice to see. The dealers the had such insane expensive shit that it was wild. It, it is not even worth looking at dealer stuff. The, the dealers there had some, like, I don't even want to know what the minimum price on. Mo- I, I just didn't even look at it because I could see from far away the amount of ornate shit that, it, like, I would, they uh, would honestly, glare some at me of them, for honest, Some of them were it. a little, like, Knife Treasury, he's there. Honestly, his prices is not are not as insane as you think they are. I mean, even if they're reasonable, they're just so far out of what I can afford. Is what right. I mean. Like th- these lot, are like there's crazy a lot of knives. Yeah. A lot of gold. A lot of gold and engraving and mother of pearl stuff. Like stuff that I know I'm not in the knives tax with, bracket with for. naked chicks on them too. Which you know, yes, pretty cool. Wildly expensive there's, stuff. There's something really pleasing about a properly um, sculpted boob. I agree with that. <laughs> I, I would, I'd pay a little bit extra for engraving if it was just like a sculpted boob. I'm, I'm not going to spend twenty grand on like an heirloom quality piece, but like just give me a boob <laughs> or two. I think Reich has you covered. Fucking yeah. They Wait, have. What? I, I, I actually named their dagger knife that's coming out called the Amulet. Uh, does it? What? What is the? What is the connection here? It's an HR Geiger style. Uh, sculpted woman. So it's just a folding dick. Oh, as a handle uh, with with TNA, and then you flip, and it's a folding dagger. Wait, and I was just about to say that they had approved so much this year. That doesn't sound good. Oh, dude, it's cool. Okay. I, I will reserve judgment until I, mean, I see it. Don't get, it's cool in the same way that uh, my Alien 4 is cool. Yes. I will you have understand to talk what I'm about, saying? Yeah, we'll have to talk about acquisitions later. But that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll send, let me send you this while we're going through, uh, and so we can. Oh no, I found it. Yeah. Yep, that is a that's a thing. I've never it seen a, a knife thing. with a bra on it before. It's not a bra. Send it's it more over, like a. It's more like a. Uh, like a, I guess it's more of a bustier type situation. It is. It is something. <laughs> I like it. That is I the mean, best way to describe it. I will I mean, send it in, in the Instagram right now. It's cheesy, but I like it. Cheesy, you know, they're they're trying to strike a better balance of cheesy and actually decent usable designs, and I fear they'll go back in the cheesy direction, and I would like them to stick in the usable designs direction. All right, well, well let's let's we'll uh, you know digress a little from the the Reich stuff yeah. because we're still talking about what had happened at that show. Um, I just love seeing and talking to the people. Like I laughed so hard at this show. That's one thing I'll tell you is like there, there wasn't much time between laughter for me at the show, which is great. I definitely I always sp- have a good time. I spend way more time talking to people than looking at knives because I'm looking at this list of exhibitors and the amount that I didn't even see is pretty bad. It's pretty embarrassing for uh, in terms of giving you guys content about the knives there. Uh, yes. <laughs> I do not have a lot I can say about most. And of we them. split up, too. Yeah. So it's not like we were like rolling around squad style most of the time. I usually just sort of slink around and talk to people on my own time and you guys did the same so yeah i figured we'd cover more grind that ground that way but i don't know if that happened at all no it, it definitely didn't so who were your standouts what were your favorite knives from the show uh. <laughs> and each of you has to at least give me two apparently michael walker was there and i did not two. see I, any of michael walker stuff so yeah two you have to give me two i can't even give you one 
Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll skip you, Brian. Yeah, because... Brian, what did you do when you were there? We Brian's only overlapped. obligation is to go, to go on a, a gold rant every couple episodes, so that's his only obligation. That is true. <laughs> you were only there for, what, like four hours? And we were only yeah. overlapped for, like, 30 minutes, so. Yeah, I didn't see you much. Yeah. I'm upset about it, too. <laughs> I miss you, too, Brian. Uh, do you have standouts so that I can try and pick it? The problem is I got there late on Friday as well. So a lot for of people's me, stuff was gone for uh, the first time. There's, there's a lot of stuff that I really liked. I mean, without getting into the acquisitions, um, I went there on a mission to pick something up from uh, Skiff Made Blades. And I bought that culprit because, I mean, it, still, like, if you go through everything at the show and look at what the prices were, at $800, I don't think I was going to do better. Yeah. You know, unless if I win, like, a lottery for Salmonaro, you know. Without winning a Salmonara lottery, I don't think I was going to do any better. Steve Skiff's stuff was really, really good. With Richard yeah. Rogers not being there, his was definitely the best price-to-quality ratio of Agreed. any of these people's names. I was surprised same. Richard Rogers wasn't there. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Because his stuff was great last year. But, uh, yeah, the Steve Skiff stuff was, was really awesome. Um, I didn't actually get to handle any of Tom's knives besides a fixed blade he had on him. But there, was a con- there was a constant line. Yeah, that's the problem. Tom Crine's table. We can just assume they were of <clears throat> standard Tom Crine quality. Which is good. <clears throat> Which is good. Um, oh, standouts from the standout show. Standout stuff for me. <laughs> uh, otherwise, um, you know, uh, Moro Blades was there. I know the name. He is, um, I think his name oh, is an art- uh, Santiago Moro. Corrado. Corrado Moro. I think it was something. Italian. Very Italian. Uh, Corrado Moro. He is... Oh, the fucking Starship Enterprise knife. He did the Enterprise knife, and if you ever look at some of how... Some of the most beautiful... Uh, looks Almost looks like usable art knives out there. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. did not realize... That's how I would describe his stuff. Yeah. The, to me, that's an aspirational uh, knife maker. If I had, you know infinite money that's one of the people that i would have a collection of yeah i will be honest the the enterprise knife threw me off i'm a huge star trek fan but i was like oh this is like a gimmick thing i did not know did, what his i never heard of him you saw so the, never seen you saw the video that i did of it right yeah no it was, i saw it in person the show oh, yeah. is incredibly cool it's it is incredibly cool but i i mean i'm not a huge star trek fan but the fact that all the work that goes into that thing is insane i just i've never seen his it. other knives which uh, are equally impressive in a less I, yeah. insane way <laughs> the i think he's one of the most talented makers out there at least in like the art knife uh you know fancy letter opener i've seen thing. these this watch with the the mother yep. of pearl he, inlays it was there he had it there oh shit i did not see mm-hmm. that yep yeah all right pretty cool yeah this guy knows what he's doing all right that's a real standout i did not i, I think he's my he's my standout knife maker from that show because First off, he comes over from Italy, and the amount of fucking neckbeards that I saw almost like just walk up and pick that fucking Enterprise knife up and just start o- trying to open it, almost knocked it over like a few times. I was having agita and just had to walk away. Did you see a price on it or ask? It, it was $16,000. Oh. <laughs> so he didn't Shit. make any money on it? No. I don't know no. if it sold. Now nah, he is pure artist. There's no, you know. Yeah, there, that is clearly just a piece of art that someone, some Star Trek fan will appreciate. Yes, I said a well-heeled Trekkie. Yeah. 
I will say that the two like really heavy hitters of the show, I didn't see them at all, which is Michael Walker and Ken Steerwalt. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't see Ken this year. Uh, I probably knew he was there. I. Uh, He's on the I list. Make it a, usually, I make it a point to go and see his table. Well, he was really friendly and nice about us touching his knives last year, and his shit is you know just like the Morado stuff. Incredible. I mean, the Moro stuff. Incredibly. The stuff, impressive. Yeah. I agree with you. I and agree. then obviously Michael Walker is a god, but I could have sworn I didn't see his table. I didn't see his table either. I, did, but yeah, I don't remember seeing any. Any Michael Walker table. Maybe he didn't actually go? I, I don't know. If someone was there and saw his stuff, let us know. I really, really liked um, everything I saw from ProTech and what seems to be on the horizon from ProTech. And 100. also, J.D. Van Deventer's stuff was... Uh, every year it gets a little better, but this this was a big leap. Yeah, that, that co- collab with uh, Jared Von Otterloo is yeah. beautiful. I And really you saw me. He, he put me... I, I'm on the list for that now. So I definitely need to get, and that is definitely a 2020 acquisition for me. Um, but I will, let's go back to ProTech. Uh, this was their first show, and Dave himself came over and brought a bunch of really cool exclusive stuff for the show. Uh, they are currently my favorite American manufacturer. I think they make yeah. some beautiful, beautiful work, and they are humble about it and awesome. So. That is a huge thing. And there's a lot of American makers that are, you know, coming up now. You know, you have, uh, or at least North American makers, if you include Canada with the uh, uh, North Arm Knives and you have your Three Rivers Forge. I still think uh, ProTech is the model company. Yeah, they uh, are really kicking, I mean, uh, wow, kicking it out of the park. Bad uh, idiom. Hitting it out of the park. They're kicking kicking it. it out. It yeah, kick, dude. With kickball. With kickball, <laughs> I guess you could do that. <laughs> but anyway, no. They, they, those uh, mirror-polished compound ground TR3s were just ridiculous. Yeah, DLC. Yeah. yeah, the mirror. For 350 The mirror DLC, which, which is rare and beautiful, but then they also mirror-polished what looked to be like a titanium it, nitride. It's Zerk nitride, the gold. The gold, the, yeah. Okay, gold so is Zerk. Zerk but, uh, man. And I'm waiting for them to do a godson in that finish, mm-hmm. which I think will be beautiful. And those were hand crown, right? Yeah. The yes, the the um, yeah by what's his face? The guy uh, they have that does the hand grind, the hand grinding for them. No, it's a he's a famous guy. He does a lot of hand grinding for. He, he does yeah, a lot of Diskin stuff too. Uh, there's an H in there. Hall. Oh my God, what is his name? Uh, yeah, because no, can you? I can just I've seen hear his other everyone, knives. I can hear people. So Walter Brent? No, I can hear okay. people screaming at us <laughs> yeah. through their car stereo or wherever the hell they're listening to this. We but, even uh, talked about him at the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. came up more than once. Either way, maybe it'll come to uh, us. Mike Erie. Mike Erie. E's and H's. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there he is. Okay, yeah. No, they're incredibly well done, and the price is pretty wild on them for yeah, American-made auto. The one I got with the compound grind and the fish scale yeah. uh, texture, that's got to be in my top ten for this year. I love yeah. that knife. Yeah, I hate to say it, you could get a basic bitch Microtech OTF for almost the same price as you can get a hand-ground DLC ProTech. It's yeah. kind of wild to think about. And I've come around a- on, on aluminum a lot more lately, too, so that used to be one of my gripes is the chipping off of the anodizing and stuff and uh, these days i don't know uh, with the right anodizing like, it doesn't really chip it. off uh no, the rock stead i have still looks fine and that's a 
stupidly yeah. expensive aluminum knife. Well, that's now, the one that's made of that, Beskar, the, right? <laughs> it's fancy <laughs> aluminum. Yeah. Right. The, the, the Type 3 hard anno that they do on firearms doesn't chip off, so why not? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am not as uh, upset about aluminum scales as I may have been in the past as well. Totally yeah. fine with them. Especially with autos, I don't know. It's just it just comes with the territory for and autos. They, and they're so nice, you can't even complain about. It. Like they just feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I was really uh, say thank you to Dave for uh, showing up, uh, and ha- and he he told us at the end of the show that he had a great time, um, and is looking forward to coming back too, which is great because he's literally coming clear across the country for it. So did you say that was their first show or is their that first was New York knife? First first show at New York. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I didn't recognize them previously. Right. Yeah, so, very cool. And and they did a good job with their uh, the mass drop collaboration with Farm Forge. They did the Mordax, which a lot of people liked with the button lock. Yes, I would love to see more manual button locks out of them because I will I will say that uh, and with all due respect to the ghost of Brian Ty, they're probably the best button locks on the market right now. Do they do a detent somehow? I, so the problem is I still have not handled uh, one of those Mordaxes, and I'd How? love to know what it flips like. Because I, oh, I didn't they, buy one. Dude, they were like 240 Dude, they're right now they're 160 if you create a new code on... Yeah, I, I think the sales... Is the sale still going on no, on them? We'll talk going. about that they need, in they, they Black need, Friday. They need, they need to get... They're, they're trying to clear anything that says mass drop out of there. Yes. But nevertheless, if they can achieve you know somewhat of a detent, because... Forget, oh, dude! No, they flip. They flip amazing. Who are we arguing with at the at the at the show about button lock uh, flippers? That like button locks are so crazy. It's like yeah, all button locks are insanely smooth. That's not impressive because there's nothing causing tension there's on the blade. There. The problem is the lack of a detent makes oh, for terrible flippers. Right. Mm-hmm. But the the Mordax flips. The action is as addicting as a hawk lock. That sounds promising. Yeah, dude, you'll love it. I know you will. I mean, I don't know if... I think we've talked about it uh, ad nauseum. And Alan Militians was actually at the show um, this year, and he wasn't last year. Giving but. giving us questionable looks as we were looking at his stuff. That's probably well-deserved. Yeah, he's like, he's looks. looking at me like, I know this guy. Why do I know this guy? <laughs> yeah. Does he does he say shit about me online? It's not me. I don't say any shit about Alan Militians. I don't but. know if he's, uh, if he's patented the detent on their button locks. Um, for Hogue that he does for that, but so I guess I guess Protech has found a way around a different solution. I, I will say his knives on his table were fucking awesome. Yeah, the E-lock is really cool. Mm. Yeah, it's very neat. They were all E-lock knives. I'm not sold on that Black Rain finish. I, I didn't particularly like it when John Gray does a version of it. I don't really like when Alan you know, does a version of it. It's just I, not for me. It's not for me. I don't hate it. I think I think it's cool. There's actually a lot of work in it. And yeah, I think it looks good. I mean, it's polished underneath. It, yeah, it seems it's it's not a uh, you know. I I, I mean. Me. It's it's not the one I would buy, um, no. certainly. But the E lock is cool. I was really right. surprised by that. I never handled E lock. I actually have no idea how it lo- how it works. I'm gonna have to look that up. Mm-hmm. But it, it made for a good flipper. Yeah, it's nice stuff. And they were. I think those were kind of reasonably priced. Allen's knives. Yeah, they're they're never that crazy. To be honest with you. Um, yeah, they were not super crazy expensive. And he is been around for a long time. He's no wow. joke. I want to stay on button locks for a minute and talk about Brian Ty's stuff because it was all awesome. It sold out like you didn't way see, quicker you, than I. I didn't see a single you, thing. In order me. to see the Brian Ty stuff, you got to be there like, before the show starts. Which is nuts because are Brian's knives that hard to get these days? Uh, there are certain the prices from Brian Ty are so fucking reasonable. I know you can't pass them up. Back in the day, was it 2014 when I got a custom from him? It was like a 
three week wait, uh-huh. and it was like five seventy five. I, I don't know well, which of those variables have changed. They're more than that now, but they're they're integral and they're like mirror polished and and super super cool. I just I'm always surprised by how quickly he sells out at these shows because I thought there was like a lot of his knives in circulation. There, are, I mean, there's a good bit. He he definitely produces. He's prolific. Yeah, yeah. But they still sell. The crazy thing is, they sell out. That's like bringing a bunch of. I'm, well, he, he truthfully, he doesn't bring a lot of knives. Yeah, it was like five or six, but five or six. That's why. Like one, all one dealer has to do is show up and be like scoop, and that's yep. it. Done. That makes sense. It's more about the boots. It's him. more about the boots. <laughs> he yeah. has a look. Him, uh, him and Elijah. They were competing for the longest boots. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, Brian Ty must have a size like fucking sixteen foot because those I things wa- were two and a half feet long. There's a there's a holiday or something in Mexico, I believe, where it is traditional to wear boots like snakeskin boots with really long front ends, like toe oh, yeah, they sections. Come up, they, they like curl all the way back around. It's a cultural like, thing, and it yeah. is freaking insanely insane and also kind of cool in a creepy sort of way. I would have never yeah, taken like Brian Tai for for being Mexican. No, but <laughs> I, I, know, I'm I th- it's the only way that these I, that's the only way he could up his boot game at this point. Yes. I uh <laughs> I did enjoy accidentally being very close to him in an elevator and just like giggling to myself about him not knowing that we're the ones perpetuating this rumor that he's dead. <laughs> I had many people come up and talk about the ghost of Brian Tai. Yeah, that was yeah, I was I next mean, to him in an elevator. I, I heard a few. <laughs> he did not he did not know who I was. <laughs> I, I love Brian Ty. He's a yeah. nice guy, and it's always nice to see his wife. Too. He's so friendly. It's yeah. crazy. I remember that from when I ordered the knife from him, like when he called on the phone. Okay, these are ridiculous. This definitely... Yeah, well, we found the cover photo. Yeah. <laughs> that, I just on, have to... Those yeah. guys with our faces on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Perfect. <laughs> well, that was easy. And, and the, it's literally there's only the only three way of to us. show up Elijah. You would have to do that. Elijah, Elijah, my man Elijah with the waistcoat on, you know, he's, (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't wear your, your long, like cardigan sweater. Nah, that's, that's the old aesthetic. We got a new one. What's the new one? I don't give a shit. Basics. A lot of basics. Yeah, I'm with you Dude, he got the actual uh, sweater from the Big Lebowski that the dude wears. But in black because, because metal. Why am I not surprised? The man is homeless. We have established oh, yeah, no, this. No, no, no. I'm this talking about you. About the black one, but he also had a tan one. He was no, I'm, I'm talking one. about about uh, you, Dave. Yeah, well, I'm deflecting onto the Bladeology uh, podcast, being homeless. Uh, yeah. All three of those motherfuckers are, do not have a home. Yeah, I don't Let know. it be Air, known. Airbnb, sequential Airbnbs don't count. Do they, they are transients. I they will come up, they'll eat your pizza, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Gray. John Gray still wins the pizza thing. That is the best. Okay, so. Well, and honestly, the Bladeology podcast showed up with some pizza for us the the previous evening. Oh, okay. No, all right. There was an exchange of pizza. There was an exchange of pizza. All right, fine. There was not an exchange of pizza with John Gray. He just stole that shit. Yeah, and like after everybody had left and we were asleep. He comes into the room. <laughs> steals pizza. And steals pizza. And it's not like he steals a slice. He's like, I'm just going to take this. And he takes a box of pizza. <laughs> I am partially to blame because we were like going to the elevator to leave. And then John pops out of some other room that happens to be on the same floor. Bad luck for you guys. Mm. It's okay. We love John Gray. He can. He's welcome to our pizza. But oh, it's yeah. still very funny. Yeah. I, I didn't get to talk to John too much, unfortunately. But... Well, he had some cool stuff. I like how he had his always, little knife museum with him. I, he really needs to, like, consolidate his table. 
Like you can't even you don't even know what you're looking at half the time when you're there. Yeah, I only remember it's from true. last year that they're knives find, just like, to show yeah. people. That's a tip for anyone who's coming to these shows and thinks that they're bringing their whole collection of knives to you got to make it look somewhat exclusive. You know, like if you go to a production knife table, chances are they probably have 50 other of that same knife that's sitting on the table. Behind, yes. behind the I felt like such an idiot when I thought I bought the only one of these Reich knives, yeah, and then they just yeah. went and pulled another one and replaced it yeah. on the table. Yeah. Uh, I was I like, mean, oh shit, there's only one. <laughs> that's a common trade show tactic. It's not like, uh, plus it's it's not just a, a sales tactic. It's it's there to make it look more easier to, to see. It's not like trying to, yeah, you know. Some basic aesthetic considerations. Yeah. John Gray doesn't have any basic aesthetic considerations. No, he's John Gray, but that's he's lovable. It's Of course he is. I love him very, very much. I mean, he should be like uh, Matt and just have one knife. One knife on the table. Yeah. yeah this one, one knife a this, year. This fell into the what bag really, on my way over here. What really topped the John Gray issue off is when you walk up to his table and he throws you a bag of gray meat. And it's <laughs> like, go ahead, have some. I don't have know some what the fuck meat. It is. Yeah. But did you eat the meat? No. What the fuck did, is sure. this? Is it Arby's? Listen, I eat shit that you wouldn't believe. I used to have guys that I worked with, the Colombian guys, that would bring in you some fucked shit? up shit. Yeah, I dabble. <laughs> um, but I'm not eating... I heard some stories about John Gray and the way he keeps his deer, so I'm not uh, eating that shit. <laughs> you mean on the floor of his shop? Uh, on the floor of the shop is one thing, but I, I hear, like, I, you know... Wait, John Gray was just handing out bad, bad venison? Stuff. Yucky stuff. Gross stuff. He's just handing yeah, out venison yeah, to people literally, to show? No, he had like some little like little blue cooler bag, and he's, he just throws it at you, and there's like you look in it, and it looked like gray Ugh. boneless pork chop. Yeah, he killed I mean? somebody. Like, that's, a, that's, that's human yeah, meat. Yeah, I needed a little more <laughs> fancy than that. Human meat. Human meat. It's definitely human meat. Human meat. <laughs> Where Sorry. do you even get human meat, Frank? Mm. I got a guy. A guy. <laughs> Tell me, you guys have seen Freddy Got Fingered? Of course. When he cuts open the deer and then gets inside of it, that's mm. all I can think of about John Gray mm. now. That's which what he's is, doing with his which deer. Which was originated by uh, Han Solo putting Luke Skywalker into a tauntaun. <laughs> that's and, what John uh, Gray does with his deer? Rick, yeah, I wouldn't Rick eat it either. Rick and Morty just did it again uh, two seasons ago. or Rick and Morty season, just did it Morty's again a season ago. Get out of here, neckbeard. Anyway, so uh, aesthetic considerations for your table. Don't have a bunch of knives. Yeah, don't put... Ev- just Haphazardly. You know, yeah, just just try and, you know, think about what you want to sell. There's strategy to this. There was way more bourbon on tables this year than there were last year. I, I have yeah, to say, in terms... Bourbon rule. And there was water. I didn't dehydrate myself during this show. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, water, and, the water was a nice in touch. The morning, in the morning, they had Starbucks coffee there for everybody, as well as pastries and things for people to, like, nosh Wait, a what? little bit. Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. So they, they yeah. actually had, they provided they, coffee and pastries? They took care of people, which I thought hey. was very, very nice. Thank you, uh, Richie Wu, for sponsoring the show and paying for that. Yes. And we whoever you, else sponsored Richie. the show. Uh, yes, lots of people. Yeah, P- PVK was a sponsor. Zeba, I had no to, idea. We have to thank uh, Zeba. Steel Flame, we. Yeah. How did we sponsor this and wasn't there? Because because we money. That's <laughs> recognition. Mm. The same reason why Red Bull is not in bed with you right now. Yeah. <laughs> or is it? I. What? What? It could be what? A penis. Penis. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Cool. 
So those are some of my standouts. Uh, meeting show. all, the, well, three of the four Mark of the Maker guys was great. Oh, yeah. Always a pleasure. Jake and I actually had an awesome conversation with Tom Crine about codifying the history of knife making or of, you know, like 20th century tactical knife making because all these guys are basically, they're retiring. A bunch of them, like, don't even want to talk about knives anymore. And mm -hmm. no one has written down this stuff. I was like, you should write a book because you have access to all these guys. Because he worked with Bob Dozier and shit. Like, yeah. really big deal people. And I, there's some oral history of it because it's on the Mark of the Maker podcast. But this shit is all going to disappear. And no one is going to have any idea of the history I, of this stuff. And, I, and there's a lot of uh, people that criticize the move to production knives. The thing is, people need to make a living. Making knives is not a sustainable business for 90% of the people that we know and love, you know? Yeah, look at the only The only natural, yeah, exactly. The, the natural progression is to have, you know, build a name for yourself with your with what you, what you do, and then, you know, offer designs at an affordable price so that more people can get their hands on your stuff and you don't have to work as hard on some of the other stuff. Sounds like someone we know. Exactly, and well, done this well, successfully, I mean, and that's that's not a that's not a coincidence. I mean, Brian, we how many how many years have we been talking about this? About switching to production knives? About just you know working on stuff as a passion versus trying to you know kill yourself to make money. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Because uh, so Jeremiah was talking to somebody, it might have been Chuck Adrenas, about all these like legendary automakers and like none of them want to make knives anymore yeah. <laughs> or talk to people or they, or they've actually, they've retired yeah. and they don't want anything to do with knives anymore. And it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. This, I mean, these stories are gonna be lost, sense. but I also don't blame these people. It's a, no. it's not the easiest job, especially when you get older, the risk of injuring yourself. Like, mm -hmm. whew, that's scary. Speaking of switch blades and Chuck Adritis, that freaking I'm calling it this, the switch army knife. I don't know why he didn't call it that, but it seems to be the right name for that knife. It's not a marketing mastermind like you. Oh, well, you know, we all can't be. <laughs> but, yeah, well, that's stuff. <laughs> and, uh... That is a that, cool knife. The, the, uh, the switchblade version of a Swiss Army knife styled, uh, knife. Yeah, it's it's a, basically it's all what is it a liner lock that is a scale release auto that mm -hmm. is styled like a traditional Swiss Army knife. Mm -hmm. But and it, it's and got it also the toothpick and the and tweezers everything. and the tweezers. It is very cool. It is very cool. novel. That's another 2020 pickup for me. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very cool idea. I am actually kind of shocked that someone hasn't tried to do that before. I th I think he's taking orders, and I think they start around 700 bucks. Yeah, they're not inexpensive, but it's all it's, it's you know, worth done it by for hand. Like, for a handmade scale release auto, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I don't think there's cheap custom autos. I should rephrase that. In fact, I feel like that's pretty affordable. I mean, the touch, the touches, they, they, they're you know trying to get their prices to be close to that. I mean, it's a different type of thing, but the idea is still similar. Yeah, and th there are not cheap custom autos. Now that no. I'm thinking about it, no. that doesn't that does not exist. So seven hundred dollars is reasonable. And you have it your way. You tell them what materials you want. Who makes it? Yeah, it's cool. Well, yeah. that that was a neat little knife. It was uh, just I don't even yeah. I, does he did he have a table there? No, no, yeah, I, I just had that with him. He just was hanging out and it was that was what he was carrying. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, just a cool knife. Finally, got to handle Michael Birch's knives, which I kind of never thought I would. Really? Why would you not think you were going to handle any of? Them? I don't know because he brought one knife. His stuff usually goes pretty quickly. 
Or maybe yeah, he had a couple, but they were all gone the first day, and then the second day there was just were, one. There, they were all, what do you call it, lotto. Yeah. No, wait, I think there was one that was a the, table. The last table one was, nine. the open bid was the only one that I got to handle. Um, yeah. When I was lucky enough to get some. Yeah, that, that was on Saturday, right? Get some really good advice mm-hmm. from him. Uh, yeah, that was that was also that was cool. So he was generous. It was nice to handle one of his nines. Okay. It was had Mocha May. It was very cool. Yeah. And a very nice homo. Who was that German guy that had the non-locking frame lock? Those are uh, some strange knives. They were very strange. Uh, he uh, didn't Han- speak very very much Hansel. English, right? Han- that guy? Hansel and Gretel Hansel. knives? No, it was it had like a like a metal name to it. It was like like uh, uh, hate ha. Yeah, it was a it was a word. Um, Helion or something like that. Wasn't it something like that, Knives? Didn't you grab a business card? <laughs> yeah, I I grabbed so many fucking business cards. And then you don't know what's I what? never and I do that so I can remember this stuff. If and we I figure usually, it out, it's we'll in put my it. if you go to my story, I have like a, a New York custom knife show um, collection. Collection on there and you can go through it and so everything is tagged in there. Yeah. Ugh. That, but I, just in seeing, fact, I could go through that right now. <laughs> it, this was like yeah. a couple years ago style, super beefy frame lock, like uh, the Croatian guy who's Dalibor. It was like Dalibor style knives, super beefy. Kind of reminded me also of uh, Vandermeulen's designs. But then you see that the frame lock doesn't engage because it's actually a detent mm-hmm. slip joint. It was that was a funny knife. It was, but I, it worked. It does. I mean, it works for the laws in Germany, the forty two A laws or whatever. But. Uh, it was. It's just a bizarre thing to see. Is a knife that beefy that does not lock? <laughs> it was a interesting knife. I don't know if the market in the U.S. Uh, is there for something like that, but it was interesting. Uh, yes, I'm looking at some other some, some other knives that I saw. There was. Uh, I actually talked to Eric Luther knives. He's another maker. He's a friend of of uh, Jason. Uh, some really cool stuff. Lots of that overbuilt stuff, but. Everything was well made. Yeah. So uh, he's Eric Luther Knives on Instagram. You should give him a follow, too. I, had, I was not familiar with him before the show. Mm. I'm always a big fan of the Demco Knives table. Uh, I mean, I'm the, a, I the just, Scorpion just, Lock is really cool in person. I love the 8015, and I, I need to get another one, and I just don't know how I how I would want it. It's, it's not my style, but they're well-made, and it's fun to play with. It's not generally my style either, but I just it's like too beefy, the knives. But it's such a nice knife. It is. It's very nice. They had a lot of them, so it's like not hard to get one these days, which is also cool. They used to be... When Andrew Demko was only doing full customs, I think he did like 15 a year. That was like his contract with Cold Steel limited mm-hmm. that. They were hard to get, so I'm glad yeah. they're more available to people these days. That's right. Um... Other stuff. Can we talk about uh, Tim Reeve and yes. uh, some of the exclusive stuff they had there? Uh, and just what a just an all around great time. He's we the had. best. Yeah, just awesome time. I am in love with the thirty one. This depends on thirty one. Fuck what you heard. It's awesome. It is fucking great. It is. I mean, it is great. It what is did you the, expect from me? Of course I'm going to say it's great, but it yeah, is but, so much better than I expected. Actually, I mean, and I would tell you if it sucked, it doesn't suck. The it's action. Very, very it, the action good. is completely transformed. It's like perfect. That's, it has the perfect. God. It has the perfect action. It's if you so want cool. The archetypical uh, knife action. Yeah, if you want the, just the pure distillation of a basic folding knife, it is so good. I'm mm-hmm. so excited for those. It's true. And the weight is almost over. That's true. 
That, um, that was the that was the biggest tease though. They had one of every version that's coming out. I was supposed to buy take one home with me to play with, but I did not. Tim Tim did say I still haven't taken a picture of this this uh, umnums on that Tim sent me home with. Yes, that is very cool. That is for people interested. It is a Damascus one off umnums on with no milling with KG gun coat. It's, it's pretty cool. cool. It, it is, is a badass looking umnums on. Yeah, I kind of don't know why they haven't done this, but same excuse as always. They're at capacity. I really want them in Nandi. That that Manundi that they had with the uh, what was that anodia or no it was bronze aluminum, aluminum yes. bronze. Aluminum I'm not familiar bronze. with the material. Yes, and uh, some Damascus, and it was beautiful. And I forgot how much I really liked the Manundi for a small knife. It's a nice. It's very. Uh, if you want a gentleman knife, whatever that means, it is right there. You know me because I'm a huge gentleman. Literally a huge gentleman. <laughs> I uh, no, I was just the Spencer 31 was just. It was cool to see it. Yes, I'm excited for that one. That's de- that's a must. Yeah. Now, Tim, which which version you, are you going to get? Because I'm going to get the natural micarta drop point large. I think I'm with you on that. Or I'm going to do the dark. Is it a dark micarta? Like a black? The, it is. Yeah. There's black micarta and then natural micarta. And then maybe knife ship free will have their red micarta version. Oh, that's for me. Yeah, they did with the 21, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, that that'll be a good one to get. Yeah. They're, uh, it's, it's a really nice knife. I don't know what else to tell you. It's a fucking Sabenza that's been improved a little bit. Mm. I, it's I like awesome. stuff like that. You know, on, on really high-end stuff or things that are, you know, what's the word? Timeless. Making those incremental changes can mean a lot in the overall um, legacy of the knife. Yeah, and also, as, as people have been pointing out, I think Knife Haters has gone a little off the rails recently, but one thing, none of these Chinese knives hold their value, and Sabenzas do. So what does that actually mean about Chris Reef knives? People say they're boring and stuff, that they're not worth the money, but they're, look at the prices on Riots in the secondary market. They're tank, they tank critiques. immediately. Let me just talk about knife critiques for a minute. Like Sometimes he makes me laugh, right? But sometimes he's so far off base, it's just like, dude, I want I want you to I want to like you, but you're making it very difficult to. Uh, there was there's times where I agree with a lot of the criticisms. Yeah, I still but think it's in good. It's all fine. You know? lately, lately, there's just a lot of like uh, elitism that I I just I, eh. he shits on my friends all the time. You know, on on Recon One and stuff. And it's like, why? I don't. I still don't understand like what <laughs> what it means. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like they took they took uh, Tom Mayo away from him or something. I don't get it. I mean, but he also said Tom Mayo was slipping up. It just like it seems like yeah, there's but no that, that didn't make that are any sense. Anymore. That didn't make any sense either. Like because of the way he had the, that grid drawn, it was on a curved surface. Yeah, he wasn't trying to line it up the way. I mean, whatever. Uh, it's it's not it's not keep, worth arguing. Just keep about. it up and make it. Just put a little more thought into it. I know you can do it. You yes. Make me. Yes, it's a it's a necessary thing I think to have something like that in in the knife community. But oh, yeah, it's, some uh, of the posts are better than others. But anyway, I forget what, what I was talking about before that. Oh, yeah, but about secondary values, about how none of the yeah, Chinese knives hold their value in exactly. Sabenzas and stuff do. So there's some there's something yeah. to it. I mean, if we're talking, but then we can we can digress into the into the apocalyptic <laughs> devaluation of some of the high end knives out there. Right Holy now. shit! The the, the the end is nigh. I feel like fucking. Uh, I don't know. What's I think name? it's just everything is changing. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and I think they'll probably go up in value again, but. 
uh, it is a buyer's market right now yeah. for some high-end knives. I feel like Rorschach with the sign just wandering around saying that it's not, I don't know, a stout for $1,500, a, a Rexford, Rexford epicenter for 4000 Asking 4000 Absolutely crazy. It was, it was a Damascus epicenter, I believe, yes, as well. Yes, with the dual clad, with the, with the uh, it has the two different layers of Damascus clad to each other. Absolutely insane. Yeah, epicenter two, XL. Two layers, but two different types of Damascus. It's pretty four thousand. Cool. That that knife, I assume, sold for at least double that two years ago. He's open for open to trades. Crazy. That's. I mean, it's wild. just the way it is. Meanwhile, uh, some of these Chinese knives are incredibly hard to get. Like you know that uh, um, Pena Urban Trapper that I have. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're in demand, and some of them do hold their value. I think the. The point is that the majority of them do not hold their value. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Which, Some of them are getting very, very difficult to get, and it's oh, yeah. very strange. There, I mean, there's been occasional ones. The Riot Valkyrie sold. Like, those ones, there was only, like, a 100-piece run on both of them. So those those were very in demand and hard to get. I almost bought that so many times. Yeah, but no, you're, the Pena uh, Urban Trapper. Although, that what, what's that, what that is doing to his custom knives is pretty crazy, because, was it... Uh, Jason Killer Steel had that custom that he got for like six hundred dollars. That's so good. Six hundred dollars? It was crazy for so that. So good. Yeah. I think that's one of the situations where the 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 custom knife is actually better than the production knife. It was. I mean, it was super nice, but I think I, the problem is the designs are like one for one. I think th- from I the think production the issue, to the custom. Yeah. Or I th- other way around, rather. Right, and that's like a mortal sin to me. It's yeah. Like if you want to like tank your your value, is just make it. A one-to-one production version of your, of your, uh, you know, your custom knife. But if you're making more money off of the, off of the or, or at least production knives, some, then it's fine. Or at least put some distance between it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I actually I thought it was one of the Riot ones at first until I saw the lack of a uh, lock bar insert. That was the only thing that gave it away to me at first. That one has jigged a jigged G10 handle. Yeah, which is not my cup of tea, but it, it worked on that knife. Yeah, but anyway, the yeah the Pena stuff is is his customs are nice, and then the Riot ones are are pretty popular. So I don't think they he's are. hurting. I mean, and that that Trapper is cool. It I is like a very cool one. knife. I have the one with the. Uh, How did you get that natural? I got it on uh, Urban EDC. Oh, okay, I assume those things sold out very fast. Oh my god, it was so it was like an old school like a ZT or a, a ZT Sprint or a. Oh man, yeah, it was crazy. I was on there. Spider Coast Sprint is what you're. Spider Coast Sprint. Say. Well, no, I wasn't. I was, I was actually talking about a ZT limited edition. Yeah, when oh, those yeah. when they used to have the, yeah. the two weeks in advance, I tell you, and you had to be lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is it is very nice. I kind of wish it was hollow grind because it's pretty thick behind the edge for for something of its size. How do they? I, I don't know. Maybe Brian could give some insight here. How do they des- decide what's going to be hollow ground and flat ground? Because why is everything not I hollow think, ground? I think it was just the amount of room they had on because the the blade isn't very broad. So use a really small wheel. Yeah, well, it's a production company. I know. I don't, know. I, I don't really even know how those hollow grinds are achieved. Like I don't know what production process they do to get hollow grinds at Riot. Are they all done by hand? Is there some kind of machine that you know does the it? master? Of, you know, Brian is a master of hand grinding blades, so maybe we should. Well, Brian would know because he's CNC. And, and I've been over there three times. <laughs> right. Well, you, we have seen footage of how ZT does their in-house grinding, um, and it's a lo- it looks a little bit more like uh, an automotive production plant than a knife 
the yeah, it's, production plant. Yeah, it's not necessarily a grind. It's it's more of a yeah. It's yeah. A, I mean it's like a it's a robotic arm that's just repeating the process uh, of the. But that's blade but that's not how Riyadh does but. it. Yeah. So how, how does Riyadh do it? They're, they're, somewhere they're, in between they, that and a jig. Yes, that is true. I believe that I believe that that is one hundred percent true. I believe that they they machine in most of the bevel, and then hit it to a put it on a fixture and and add the grind lines or finish it. Hmm. Did it cost Brian? Did they? Is there a difference in price from from Riyadh about having hollow versus flat grinds on your knives? There is going to be a difference, but it's so funny how you know no matter what you come up with, trying to see you know pricing wise like. You, you start pricing out things that should be typically a lot more money and you look at what it costs to do it and it's like, what? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's so, like, that, that price difference is so minute. Okay, then I'm going with everybody should just <laughs> have their knives I don't, ground. I, I don't think that that's really the answer, though, no. Dave. So, do you, I mean, do you want the, the technical answer, Dave, to why all knives are not just hollow ground, if that's the case? I mean, because this is my cue to go pee. I'll be right back. Thickness behind the edge. Okay. Yeah. The, I know. There's the stability behind the edges. There's the reason for the flat grind, and the reason why a flat grind. Well, one of the reasons why it's a more common. Yeah, sure. But when you have a really easier to obtain. But. When you have a really narrow blade like that, where there's not a lot of height to, for the flat grind. I think a hollow makes sense there to to thin the edge out, especially in something that's essentially supposed to be like a slip joint. Yeah, and it just depends on on the knife and and really who's building it and how they see it being how they see it being used. Uh, but I mean, if, if you were to look at apples to apples, uh, like a cross section of two blades, one hollow, one flat, and decide whether you want the additional stability of the edge, or of the blade itself rather, or the you know thinness behind the edge that you can achieve yeah. with a hollow. But the hollow is certainly, if the, if the overall blade is not very strong, then a hollow grind might not make as much sense. Uh, or at least the stability of the, of the sharpened part of the blade. So, no, that that, that definitely makes sense. There's a lot more sense. to it than than just everything should be hollow, so it's super thin behind the edge. And I think if you have over a hundred knives, maybe that's true. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's that's a good point. But yeah, my my preference definitely leans towards hollow grinds. Did we actually lose Islavan actually being? Well, anyway, no, I think he really went. <laughs> okay. Well, we will just move on without him to something. What should we move on to? <laughs> Whatever it is, it's going to be wrong when he gets back. That's not well, speaking of people that do not do hollow grinds but achieve really thin edges, the Three Rivers Manufacturing, did you handle the, the new one, the like full-size knife they're doing? I think it's the Atom. Yeah. Um, it, weighs, it weighs essentially nothing. Oh, was it that light? I don't, I don't, it's I don't. two and a half ounces, and I think it's a three and a half inch blade. That should stand out to me because I, I love when they're uh, like little helium filled. Uh, it is, yeah, it's wild. Sharp things, but yeah, that's another one of those companies that we're I'm really rooting for, for obvious reasons. Um, ah, so it's it's and three. I'm sure I did handle it. But. It's three ounces, but it is eight and three sixteenths inches overall. So it's a, it's a big knife that weighs almost nothing because yeah. the blade is uh, 0.09 inches thick. Okay. Less Kinda than a like tenth that, of an inch thick. That north arm um, Skaha. was the, the Skaha 2 that Levon just got. I mean, uh, unbelievably, it's like it messes with your brain when, when you open it and just see, feel how light it is. 
yes. compared to actually, you know, squeezing on it and, and it has no give in any direction. It's not like it, it flexes and bends. And no, it's, it's thick carbon fiber. Yeah. I mean, because it's also contoured, so it needs to be relatively thick to get that kind of contouring going. And it, and it weighs nothing. Yeah. That knife is super light, but the Atom is also super light, incredibly slicey. Um, that was a cool knife. They are so, so light. But yeah, I think they were like in, 195. In, in um, sort of like a pastel palette of yeah. micarta, right? Yeah, they have different micarta, G10, a lot of bright color G10, and then carbon fiber. Um, they're not not cheap. I mean, they're, they're like 200, 200 bucks, um, but what's, they're made in the US. I'm sorry. We're, the blade steel is, let's find out, uh, 20 CV. Oh, that's not bad. That's. That's what are you talking about? At all, then. That's, I mean, that's the whole package. The Three Rivers Manufacturing Adam. Oh, yeah. They had them on the show. Yeah. I, ha- I, I have one. You know that. I, yeah. You have an Adam? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I have an Adam. The domestic made 20 CV and super lightweight. and Yeah. yeah for 200 bucks, that's, I mean, that's like ZT territory in every way. And, um, I think I, they're they're up there. I mean, in terms of knife, of, we're, I, I was trying to deliberately hold off on talking about them because of, you know, uh, going over knives of the year and stuff like that. They're certainly in that running. Uh, I just got uh, some extra scales for mine, which were the contoured purple G10. Of um, uh, yeah, because they have the flat ones and then they have the contoured ones with the milling, right? Yeah, yeah. And we were also talking about. Uh, if we were, if you, anyone had listened to our knife nuts, I, don't, I can't remember if that was part of the extras or part of the beginning of this episode. <laughs> but we were talking about women in in. That in was the beginning. Of this that was literally like an hour ago. <laughs> was that? I feel was that the beginning? I couldn't remember if we did it in the pre-show the for the drugs. No, I didn't know if we did it for the beginning of this episode or the beginning of the because it was all the same. Uh, it, it was. We recorded it an up. hour ago. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know we did it in this recording session, but I didn't know if it was going in the episode or the oh, night. I have no idea. Portion. Oh, I have no idea. So if someone is listening, they're going to be like, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> Either way, that is a, a knife company that's ran by a woman. And, you know, arguably Microtech is run by a woman as well. And I'm not talking about Tony. I'm talking about Susan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know? Oh, wow. Chris Reeve knives, uh, Chris Reeve knives, absolutely. Like, yeah. think about this. There's a lot of women in the industry, and yeah. uh, you know, and, and for some of the top companies in the industry, absolutely. So, I think that going back to what that conversation when we were talking about before, I think uh, it really speaks for itself. I will say that this uh, Blade Blade HQ exclusive. Uh, wow, I missed the I fucking missed the boat on this one. Came out on July thirtieth. The Blade HQ exclusive uh, bone white linen micarta atom is very cool. Fuck, I missed that one real bad. They're gonna make all bone the scales white again. Is literally like my favorite color. Yes, white micarta is awesome. White paper micarta that kind of just looks like ivory. I have a real soft spot for that for some reason. Yeah, Speaking I of, like of that, three different pieces of that at, over the last couple shows for for knives aspects. that you're gonna make. Uh, I got that uh, Sprint Run stretch. I love that thing. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's, it's so old so school. So good. It's so old school, but the blade uh, shape change was, I mean, it's basically just like a bigger. I uh, think well, it's the best spider cow. It's basically just paramilitary two that's a little different. And for some it's reason, better. that really does it for me. It's better. It's I, better than the paramilitary two. It's, it is. I, 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 th- I hope that based on the success of this, they use that blade shape and just make completely new versions. 
Yeah, I want fancy scales for mine. Even exactly. Though I do, like, like someone needs to. Can I? Is there a Russian or something that I can talk to? <laughs> There's got to be someone. Friggin', can you even take these apart? Yeah, you can take them apart, right? Yeah, actually, no. This is way better looking than the paramilitary too. It it's is so, so good looking. Yeah, because the bl- it, the blade is similar, but the handle is the just handle like, is beautiful. The handle is really beautiful. Like they, yeah. it's a great looking knife. Oh god, that's so so much nicer. I, I yes, I'm. I was blown away. And it's not a fluke because I've handled two of them. My mom actually got one before me. <laughs> and I went over to her house. She's like, you got one of these? So I open it up and I'm like, this th- the action is like, amazing. And I so once uh, I saw that and she got one from our sponsors, uh, uh, St. Nick's Knives. So shout out to them. Uh, I went there and they were actually sold out. So I actually got mine from River's Edge Cutlery um, when they got when they got their batch. And the action on mine is even better than hers. They are so nice. And you can dye the white FRN any color you want, if you so choose. But I just want fancy Russian scales. Can I get some fat carbon up in this piece? <laughs> it is a really nice knife. I, I can't believe how much it was transformed by just making it less spider co it's still spider co It's just I think less making goofy. It, I think making it more spider co I don't know. <laughs> really, the, the original... Like that blade shape is so iconically spider co now. It is. I just. I guess I associate spider co with goofy-looking things, and the original stretch two is goofy-looking. It's a goofy-ass oh, knife. Also a good knife. I will. Oh, say. absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy so how have, much better it looks. Of, speaking of these these knives and Russian scales, I have a stretch two with the uh, Russian super blue. Blade. Belarusian or whatever scales in my possession right now. Wait, Wait what? what? There's or someone Lithuanian. Someone you, makes aftermarket you, scales for this. Who? Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you have with with the scales? For a stretch, not for not not for this stretch. For an original stretch. What's what difference does it make? The yes. scales are. It's the same that's thing. That's exactly what we what we're, you have. What I want right now. Yeah, that was literally I, what we were just I describing. Very well, might have what you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is it? I don't know what you're talking about. I'll, I'll find. It. You've seen them before. They're oh, is it from G10.LT? Yeah, this Lithuanian dude. He makes yeah, scales G10 for the stretch too. Oh yeah. So Lithuanian. Send me a motherfucking link. Su- I'm buying suing, some scales suing gab. Suing gab. Uh, that's him. Yeah. yeah, is, yeah. Is, is is he? That doesn't sound very Belarusian. I think they take it's a Lithuanian. real long... Oh, yeah, it's Lithuania. Go. I think they take a long time to get here is the challenge with them. Oh, no. So what will I ever do? But uh, either oh, way, yeah. I have a set, so they're yours if they fit. Wow. Coming out of nowhere with a that, set of aftermarket stretch two scales. Wait, what are they? What 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 is the material? What Around is the color? Ooh, okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I didn't expect that to happen. No. Hooray! Wow, look at that. Jake was just keeping those in the back pocket. Six out of seven days a week, and they don't know this. I actually haven't seen them. Look at that! You guys are still surprising each other. What a great couple! Just too many knives. It's just too many knives. knives. It's true. There are too many knives. Yeah, I literally uh, Emily came over yesterday, and I was like, "You need to pick a knife because I've got too many knives." So I played out some knives for her to take, and she picked a knife. And I was like, you want that one too? Just take it. My case fits 50 knives, and I've always decided, like, oh, I'll only have 50 at a time. That hasn't happened, and I refuse to buy another case, and so now I just have knives everywhere in my apartment. So, yeah. yeah. That's, I live, I have to, like, trudge through knives. <laughs> that's bad. the new Inflame single coming out. <laughs> Crawl through knives? 
Trudge through knives. Trudge through knives. Trudge through knives. <laughs> the, the new version. I, I used to like Crawl Through Knives a lot. That's a shit song on a shit album. That was not a bad song. Wasn't that off of a... Was that Reroute to Remain? No. No, it was the one after that. The album was actually supposed to be called Crawl Through Knives. <sighs> and then they said, you know what, that's really fucking stupid. So they changed it. Does it help if English isn't their first language? Oh, that was Come Clarity that that was off of. Okay. Uh, not their best album. I don't mind it. English I, re- I take that back. I actually first language. Come Clarity was the first album that I heard from them, so there's actually a lot of tracks on here. Dude, really how like. old are you? It was in Guitar Hero. What do I tell you, man? Oh my god. That's how I first found out about In Flames. It was from Guitar Hero. They had Take Jesus This Life man. in one of the Guitar Heroes. I was just going through pictures. Uh, my uh, I was talking to Elijah, and I sent him a picture of me and Anders Frieden from the year 2000. Wow, back when he had the dreadlocks? Before he had the dreadlocks! I don't even know what he looks like before that. Here, let me say... Hold up, hold up. I got you. That's wild. And it's me before I had a beard, so you'll get an extra kick out wow. of this. I'm probably like 18 or 19 in this photo. That is Very some shit. smooth. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. But, anyway, I don't remember where we got off on this tangent. Stretch two, the stre- liking the stretch two. Should we just talk about stuff we got then? Yeah, let's do let's some acquisition. Because it's a real when it rains it pours kind of situation for me because I hadn't bought a knife in a while and now I have f- five new knives. <laughs> I literally, I think I'm at like I get like four or five knives a week. Holy shit! Yeah, no, I, I cannot keep pace with that. Yeah, no, and it's and you know it's it's stuff that comes in, stuff that goes out, but yeah. Well, the first it's one I got hard was for me to keep up with the Ace Sonoma from you. Which, uh, you were right, it is very pointy in places it shouldn't be pointy, towards the butt end of the handle. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's awesome. But a nice I knife. really like it. The aesthetics yeah, I, of it are just like, I don't know. I find it very pleasing I'm, how I'm simple it is. I'm just excited that we're going to get designs from Jesper Voxnays that are, you know, built to a very high standard. Yes. You know? The switch, the switch that might be uh, the least controversial decision in the production uh, knife world this year, is switching to Riot. As their uh, OEM. Although maybe not fully. We have no idea. Who knows yeah. with the GM6? The GM6 I, could still be made in Italy. Uh, I well, don't think so because I saw they previewed the grinds and the grinds looked exactly like the satin that I, b- I believe does. that I believe that one's going to be a Riyadh as well. Yeah. It looked too much like that. I think they're only going to do like... I think the way that they've uh, negotiated this is they're going to do like a lot of the limited stuff through their Italian partnerships. And do most of like the mainstream production. That's fine Riyadh, by me. Which is an odd. I would think it would be you know, the opposite thing to but... do, but well, I don't know. I think cost-wise, it's probably you know more to get it done in Italy. Yeah, but it is awesome. And they had a Black Friday sale that was what twenty percent off. So this is two twelve for two twelve. Yeah, this is a hell of a knife. It's M three ninety. It's made by Riyadh. Uh, yeah, great design. So I'm super happy with that one. So thank you for that. It was a good gift. Sure, buddy. You, you, des- you deserve it. And then another Black Friday thing. Since Mastrop, do you guys want to recklessly speculate about the future of Mastrop? Which I'm not going to call them drop. It's, it's, all their stuff still says Mastrop. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's really more of a... Um, their, their take of the knife world that's in jeopardy. Or at least, it, I don't know if it's in jeopardy. I shouldn't say that. I think it's it's sort of with doesn't it's directionless at the moment. Well, they were clearing shit out. I mean, presumably mm-hmm. because it has the Mastrop name on it. And I I don't know what's to be said about changing your brand name rapidly. 
um, mm. when so much of your material says your old brand name. Well, I think they were just producing stuff in numbers that didn't make sense. Yeah. I thought that, well, I thought their model was they took pre-orders, got the run made, and then that's it. Afterwards, when they did these gigantic orders of all of these Ween-made mm-hmm. Ferrum Forge designs and whatnot, I got another Thresher because it was 100 bucks. bucks, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is nuts for this. I mean, it has Lock Rock like they all do. Um, but otherwise, didn't. it's way That's better. A shame. That's a real shame. Yeah, uh, they kind of buttfucked this night. I mean, they didn't buttfuck it, but they didn't do the best job, I think. It's weird because Wii is usually better than this, but they all seem to have Lock Rock. This one is definitely better than the Pelagic. Remember the real scalloped handles that they had mm-hmm. on the prototype That's that looked the real I cool? That shit is just hot spots everywhere, and I got the uh, one of the versions that isn't like that, and it's just so much better. Hmm. And for 100 bucks, that was a real Black Friday sale. That thing was down $80. It was almost half off. Yeah, yeah that, that was a good one. They had a lot of good ones, and there was a lot of good Black Friday sales this year in general. That's true. I'm trying to think of which ones I took advantage of. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, Knives Ship Free had a bag steel craft sale. Half off. Half off. I bought a mini bodega for $200. Yeah. That's such yeah. a nice configuration. That's, that's a great... Yeah, I love that. It's very cool. And it's cool because it's like old school Riot where you could still see their... You know, the bags had a huge, huge effect on how uh, Riot manufactures knives. We basically have a bag knives to thank for the current crop of high-end knives from Riot. So, you know, it re- that was like their first OEM sort of... Uh, at least official OEM uh, partnership. Uh, and you can see they were still trying to get there. And it's still fabulous. It's still a fantastic knife. But uh, when you compare it to, like, modern <laughs> modern uh, Riot-made knives, it's pretty uh, noticeable. I don't know. It's It has a lot of embellishing, that knife. I think they... That's I true. mean, I have the bigger one, and it's still great. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Listen, guys, I... You know, I appreciate what you're talking about and everything, but I just saw that picture of Levon with his... With, with no facial hair, <laughs> I, I, it is an odd photo. I, I gotta like, I have to go. <laughs> I, lo and behold, it is a weird face I'm making. In that, that was a very serious sound, <laughs> Ryan. I was kind of yeah, worried something I was, was like, happening. What's, what's happening? Wow. I just thought the dog like ate the other dog or something. If you show me that picture, I would not have known that was Andrew Shreden. I'm just gonna say that yeah, <laughs> right well. now. He just looks like some dude. Mm-hmm. That's funny, but yeah, no. The I have the bigger, I mean, as you do too. The bigger bodega. The bigger the, bodega. The, yeah, the big dega. Half off. That's a no-brainer. They did some half off on some Bark River knives too. Like <laughs> there was some good deals for once. I almost, I almost. The deals were so good, I almost bought a field marshal. Yeah, and that knife is hard. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason why those have sat there for literal mm-hmm. years. You could get Damasteel ones for like, for like 350 bucks. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Because mm. they were originally selling that for $777. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why... They, well, I think we know why this year there were crazy Black Friday sales, and there's never been Black Friday sales before. Mm. Like, it was always so sad, because manufa- I mean, the retailers would have to throw in some, like, useless junk to, like, entice you, and it was never actually worth it. It's like, oh, you get a cleaning cloth. Oh, can we what talk a- about the Black Friday sale I took advantage of? Which one is that? The Blade HQ one where you got a Spider Co, Hanan, and a Rescue, and 
a deck of uh, exactly. Spider-Co playing cards. The, is the knife industry collapsing? Because these prices, I mean, these sales were crazy. Did you ever get something that was supposed to be such a good deal, and then you get it, and you're like, wow. That's why they were giving this, it away for free? This, is, this isn't even worth the price I paid. I'm returning it. <laughs> that's, Wait, that's, that's the Spider-Co Hanan in a nutshell. You missed out on the uh, the the goo green roll or whatever electric green ro- uh, knife roll, because knife That's rolls are fucking one. just knife uh, scuffers. I don't know what the word is. They just destroy knives. It's like putting your knife in like something to destroy your knives. But yeah, oh, Blade HQ had some wild sales. Very eloquent. Yeah. You well, you know, expand on that a bit. They're doing. I could. <laughs> knife rolls suck, and so do you. <laughs> they yeah, they had what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Blade HQ had some had some great sales. Uh, I'm trying to think what other ones. ZT did 15 percent off on all their knives for the first time ever. I think it's funny because everyone was like, "Oh my god, look! It's the first spi- uh, ZT sale." But it's the same price. Like everyone went nuts. Like Frunky went and bought two of those nine twenties. Nine Yeah, and it was the same price as it was last year. And that, when I bought it last year, everyone was like, oh, yeah, fuck ZT. I don't like ZT. And now everyone's up ZT's butt again. Hey, it works then. I fucking love that knife still to this day. So I know. It was just interesting. I, never, I don't remember in my time seeing ZT do a just across-the-board sale on all of their mm, knives. It had, you know, it had to happen. It's, I mean, it was just, it was, it was very interesting because I usually completely ignore all Black Friday stuff with knives, uh, with knives because it's usually terrible. I'm pretty sure we have an episode from last year talking about how bad Black Friday, Black Friday sales. Deal. I think we did mention how bad it was a couple times. What, uh, what else was there? I got a thirty-one dollar uh, uh, budget light forums uh, FW3A. That was a good deal. That's very cool. Thirty dollars. So I can I talk about a flashlight that I ordered. Go for it. It, it, Okay. You have to, apparently you have to be very brief because Brian's going to get angry at you. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's like I've given him flashlights too. So whatever. I'm not even paying attention to you, so the truth. Okay. Well, Well, that works. He he just was for that sentence and the one after it. So (laughs) (laughs) he's gone now. Uh, Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) There, it was a, did I ever send you guys the pictures of like the really cool machined FW3As that they did for the China market? No. So they have incredible milling, um, just some really cool details, tritium slots, uh, better uh, uh, emitter choices and stuff. But they are only made for the Chinese market. Uh, but Neil from Neil's Gadgets oh, yeah. uh, took a couple spots to get a couple of these flashlights in. They're like $140. So they're not ridiculously expensive, but they are they're pricey for budget light forums. Yes. Let's just put it that way. Um, and they have crazy anodizing and stuff like that. They look so fucking cool. I'll send you a picture of them. But I got put my name on the list for one of those. Nice. Yeah, for thirty bucks after I played with yours, I just like the interface a lot. They're they're great. They're really good. Yeah. Um, That's why I don't understand like what the P. I mean, I feel like Olight is 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 lights with training wheels on them. And they're expensive. They're expensive. I get it. I I, I think they have a place in the market. I just don't think people really They have a much slicker what, presence than like going to random Chinese wholesale websites and buying Well, it's also something. they they send so much shit to reviewers of knives and expect them to review flashlights, which is terrible because most nobody knows anything about flashlights besides flashlight people. Besides flashlight people. And yeah. they're not they're not hawking O lights at you. I can't even imagine what the margins this, are this, on flashlights this is, though. This is my problem. 
Like, it's exactly like why we won't talk about Browse Blades or Q- what's the other one we don't like? Quartermaster. Because they'll, they'll go appeal to, like, another whole market just to sell their shit. <laughs> Browse had, like, had 70% off sales yes. at Black Friday. <laughs> yep. Yeah, when you can sell your knives for 70% off, what does that say about the original margins? I mean, they're made in the USA, too. Dude, that's crazy. All that American labor. How is he making money on something made in the US? 70% off? He's got to pay all of his employees in US dollars. I don't understand. I just don't understand. He has a factory to run. That's crazy. You know, shout out to him. Shout out. Jason Browse. Good job. I don't know how you you handle all the stress. (laughs) In all honesty, he seems like he's down in the dumps, so I kind of, you know... Kind of to blame him. I mean, yeah. I think his knife company is maybe falling apart. I think his personal life is falling apart. Yeah. Well, good luck to him. I good guess. luck, Jason Browse. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what it's like. It's like having. It's like here, knife reviewer, talk about how great our flashlight is, and they'll talk about how the machining is so nice and and how it's green. Yeah, what? no, it's definitely a different set of skills. And it's like fucking a blue light that comes out, and the price to to brightness level is... Yeah, but those peak lumen numbers, man. That's yeah, all people care about. Dumb. But I like Olight. I got no real beef. It's just... Yeah. I have no beef. I just think the products are bad. I just think the stuff is bad, and they should feel bad. There we go. I just... Yeah, it's not competitively priced in comparison. And it's all Chinese junk, right? It's the same Chinese junk! To use my favorite phrase... Yeah. It's, it's just Chinese. It's, I mean, why it's buy, all Chinese junk, so. Why buy the Kershaw when you could buy the Riot for less money? Yeah, that's basically what it is. You know why? It's because you have to buy the batteries and the chargers separately. People do like being able to plug in. I mean, I got my mom an Astrolux for Christmas that you plug in with USB-C. Yeah, the new ones. Did you get her one of those, the the one that I have? It's the FTO3. It uses like oh, a yeah. 26 whatever. They're they're nice lights. They really are. And you get them. That one went on a Black Friday sale. It was eight bucks. <laughs> I, I was like, I missed it. I was like, I should buy five of these. I think the one for the one I got had two of the what's what's the larger batteries? 26 650s came between mm-hmm. two 26 650s and it was like 38 dollars. And it was this one. Astrolux. The one I'm talking about runs on 18 650s or 21 700s. Well, because my parents are using, like, probably many people out there still using, like, a full-size mag light that is approximately as bright as one <laughs> candle. Yeah, though, okay. It is if literally using, like a candle. I would rather you go buy tons of Olights than buy a fucking mag light in 2019 or 2020. Yeah. Or Streamlight. I have an LED mag light that, that was the... Ooh, LED of, technology. Of an LED, yeah. It, like, I bought an upgrade that said, like, new LED technology. Drop mm-hmm. in for your for your mag light. Which really made sense if it was, like, 1999, mm-hmm. and you were, like, a cop carrying a nightstick that doubled as a flashlight, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I right. guess if you need to, like, assault someone with a flashlight, cool, but... <laughs> then you buy a, a Convoy L6. Yeah. Yeah, and then you don't have to keep mad. You don't have to keep mad C batteries around your house. Mm -hmm. And those those still exist. Yes. Anyway, that was a brief detour into that. Yeah, we just went into the flash. But I did get two knives at the show. Um, Mm -hmm. I did not expect to buy anything, but well, we both got this one. The right. We both got the same knife. Yeah. Hold on, I have to open it because I don't remember what it is. The nineteen oh two, which is cool, and very good for the price. I love, I love that it's so Chinesey. I mean, it's peak. It's peak Reich to me. It's peak Reich. It looks like a mix of a Shiro 111 and a a 
Microtech Matrix slash ZT777. Yes. But uh, with very nice knife. carbon fiber inlays. It is it's way bigger than made. I realized. And it's very... It's not very heavy. No. It's very light. It, it has, like, colored carbon fiber inlays on the on the show side, and then a, a stray milling pattern on the lock side. You can see where they save money. Yes, and then they have blue anodized hardware and gold anodized accents. And yeah. it's M390? It's a nice knife. It's a, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction from all the fucking junk they came out with yeah, last year. Cool As opposed yeah, to the good junk, stuff. it was bad junk. Yeah, last year's stuff didn't pull me in, but this stuff this stuff did. I got that knife, and I also got the Alien 4, which is that pseudo-integral, another Giger-style... Uh, Replaceable blade? Biomechanical-looking thing with uh, the a blade that can be removed and replaced in a titanium cage type thing. It's a, it's a cool knife and it's well executed in yeah, it's, surprisingly you know, I, so for something that's like useless. I wouldn't say anyone go buy this knife and no. EDC it. No, absolutely but like not. for someone like me or people like me that have a shit ton of knives and or like or appreciate weird stuff. And if they're going to sell it to you at half the price that they were usually asking. Yeah, that's, that's about the only not, time you should, should that buy is it. Not, that is not the part that you should be talking about on the podcast. Was that but special? Yeah. Oh. yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Um, I, thought but he I, just, I thought he just appreciated that I was a big Richard Wu fan. No, I... Oh. <sighs> um, the, the 1902, you can still get for under $300. Yeah, it's like $250. Which is, which is a pretty fucking great deal. Yeah, $250 for that thing is unreal. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, the Alien 4 is not that. It's not a knife you'd recommend. No, I mean, I would I would recommend it to someone who has lots of knives. <laughs> to but the don't buy it as something that you're going to... Don't buy it if you're going to think you're going to be you know, yeah. using it and... Don't baton with it. And then the other knife that is criminally underrated, and I think it has something to do with it not being promoted, is Matt Diskin's Integral, the MP1. Yeah. It's I, awesome. I, I got one of that. those, too. And Welcome I just think Matt undersold this. Matt is also uh, disenchanted. Or oh, absolutely. Is that the word I'm, I'm looking you for? Dis- yeah. I think you mean disenchanted. Disconcha- disenchanted. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um... As usual, but I love that man. So, uh, you know what's funny is Adam. Uh, I think he messed up the hardware on his and stripped out. I think the pivot and stuff. And he's, he's like still Adam. and he's still trying to get Diskin to get him some some hardware for it. I'm just gonna throw this out there. I have not found any need to touch any of the screws on this. It's I integral. He, I, I think he was trying to make a clip for it. Oh, womp womp. Yeah, yeah. The clip is a little tight. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest complaint. Otherwise, you know what's funny is good. I don't even use the clip on it because it comes in that leather pouch. Yeah, which so was I, nice too. It's very nice. Yeah, and that pouch was made by Adam Unlimited. He said. Yeah, I think it's the same guy who does it for the touches. Yeah, it's an, so it was it was a very nice included thing. Very nice thing. Yeah. Um, so those are your acquisitions, right? Yeah, and then I bought I bought the same knife twice in a week because I had it reground and didn't that like was, the regrind, that, that and was, then bought it for cheaper. Oh my God, that was so baffling. Out. That was so baffling. Can, can I defend myself here? I bought this knife yeah. that I, I'd been looking at for a while, and then I had kind of a thicker blade than I liked. It's the Reich Knife Knight. So I, I found someone to do a regrind who ended up not being a scam artist, which was very cool because I just kind of cold emailed him out of nowhere. And he basically fed it into the ground. <laughs> 
No, he did a okay. He did a good job. He did he did a good job regrinding. I think the tip got too thin, so it had to be reshaped. And I am one thing that I'm super. I don't I don't want to say OCD about, but like if a knife loses any blade length, yeah, like if you drop if you drop a knife on the tip and then it blunts and you have to sharpen that out. If it loses any blade length, I cannot stop looking and noticing the fact that it lost blade length. I'm with you on that. So I sold it at a loss and then uh, bought the same knife in stock condition for 135 bucks. And I'm happy with the uh, replacement. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was a cheap knife. Let's not say cheap. It was was good for the price. That's cool. So I'm back to the stock version, which I'm I'm now happy with. (laughs) (laughs) And someone got a reground, one for a ridiculous price. So good for them. Nice. But yeah, shout out to Transparent Knives. He does regrinds. It took two days. Mm-hmm. He's very communicative. The actual grind quality was very good. So I'd highly recommend him. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the extra quarter inch of knife was there. It was just trans. You couldn't see it. <laughs> because it was transparent. And yeah. podcast <laughs> over. Oh I'm done. Yeah, let's end on that note. Yeah, we're not even close to done. <laughs> um, we're so not done until Levon says we're done. It's been like five hours already. Yeah. Well, Give the people yeah. what they want. <laughs> Lots of contrib- contributions from uh, from Brian. <laughs> I got some. I got a couple knives at the show, and I got some knives just before the show. So I'm gonna include those in the uh, in the acquisition section here. Uh, I'll skip over the two Reichs because you guys already know we talked about them. Um, but another production company uh, was there that I didn't expect to see, and that was Cheberkov knives. Mm-hmm. Uh and they had a lot of stuff with varying degrees of, of price. So uh, one knife that I wanted to get from them before I even knew they were at the show was something called the Striz or the well, that's At least that's what it's called in Russian, which I really like to say. Um, and they, they call it the Swift. It's called the Swift. And they do a, a small one and a large one. And they're usually in like the $300 price range, but they had these one-off versions at the show with C-Tech, carbon fiber, and other types of, of inlays. Uh, so I picked one up with a white C-Tech inlay, and I really like it. It's a really cool knife. Uh, it's on washers. Uh, Jake already had it apart in the uh, in the hotel room. Uh, but I really like that knife. And the other thing that I purchased is I can't remember. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's the, uh, the, the culprit. The which, skiff culprit. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. we talked about. Which is a ridiculous ridiculous mm. knife uh, it's amazing it's beautiful i've i've actually been carrying that a lot and i'm uh i actually put a little scratch on the backspacer and it's driving me crazy nice uh but before that i actually had a couple knives come through one of them uh being the the pena uh trapper yep what are you laughing at no i said yes that's because we went over that one earlier Sparked you made like a whole... sque- you made like a squeak or something that no, that was probably microphone sounds. I don't know if it was, but also <laughs> the Elias just squeaking. He squeak, he squeak. Yeah. Oh, that was probably my chair. Maybe your chair. Uh, <laughs> I also got the uh, the Alliance Designs, uh, you know, Christensen Knifeworks, uh, Bangarang. That's with the that's the name of it. It's called the Bangarang. <sighs> well, look, I mean. You gotta admit, like what what other knife names are are left? That's true. <laughs> the Bangarang was not as taken. Long, as long as he follows it up with a Rufio, I'm happy. Not a Rufi, but a Rufio. Uh, uh, th- and that one's got uh, the micarta 
scales, so it's immediately popular. Yes, people people mm. like that. It's, it's hip with the youth. I got a Para Three and CTS XHP. I can't for some reason. I can't I follow I, all of these at this point. I literally d- didn't remember ordering that. There's been I, so many pa- uh, Para Three sprints recently. I just have lost track. So you guys know I don't I don't drink that often. Uh <laughs> I I used to like to go out and have have a drink or something. And I was out with my friend, and we were at a bar, and I I drank a lot of uh, Jameson and ginger ale, and, and I think somewhere around the third or fourth Jameson and ginger ale, I must have ordered this knife because I had no recollection of ordering it. I wish that could happen to me one day. Yeah, I mean that was uh, that was a pretty fun. I got this package in the mail. I was like, oh, look, it's a fucking Sprint Run spider gun. I, I wish I could surprise myself with a knife like that, but I can't say I've blacked out and bought a knife before. Yeah, it wasn't much of a blackout, but I, I remembered once I got it, but I forgot that I had ordered it. I guess that's still a blackout. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definition, man. <laughs> no, because you don't, you know, when if you black out, you don't remember it at all. I've only at least blacked, I remembered that I did it. I've only blacked out once, and I woke up, and I was sitting on a toilet, and I had not ordered any knives. So that's pretty disappointing. Wow, that is a shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it a public toilet? <laughs> no. Oh. No. Because that's a lot worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think I am, some kind of fucking animal? You're still the youngest of all of us. So of all of us to, to have, that, have that happen to them, it would probably be you. Yeah. I, I hope I, those days are behind me, but... You know, they might not be. They might not be. I also got uh, the North Arms Knives Skaha in carbon fiber. I think I was on the list for that for probably about a year. So That's a long time to wait for that knife. Yes. For a $200 knife. It's not going to win the beauty contest. No. At all. But it is a very, very, very good knife. it does win the power to weight ratio contest. Power to weight ratio. I mean, you could drag race that thing. You just couldn't get groceries with it. That's right. That's right. It's like the Lotus Elise of knives. That's Lotus not a Exige bad comparison. Two forty. Yes. As trite as car comparisons are, that's a pretty good one. Yes. 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 Uh, except for uh, I like how the Elise looks and the Exige. I do not like how that knife looks. I, you would only, wait, you would enjoy driving the Lotus because you would fit in there. No, I like I like how the Lotus looks. The I do not like how the Skaha looks. Oh, the, I understand what you're saying. It's a polarizing appearance. I would say. Uh, as a knife, it's fantastic. Yes. It works really great. The I don't. I'm not a fan of that. Like the milling lines on there. I feel like I it get why they have to do it, right? Because it's CNC. The blade saves time. Yeah. I mean, how does Brian fucking do it? Uh, not spending Same a lot thing. of money and time More on time. tooling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mad right? high tooling costs, probably. I guess. Um, that's a fucking cool knife, though. Uh, and my favorite of them, that was a surprise, and I think I talked about it on the pre-show for the, uh, the Knife Nuts Extras for our Patreon supporters, uh, is the Monterey Bay Knives uh, Sprocket, which is that uh, uh, McGinnis design. Uh, and I, I've had, I haven't, that's one I've carried the most of all of these. Who is, the who's action. behind Monterey Bay uh, Knives? Sanford. Uh, he has, he's... Uh, what is his dealer? He's a dealer. It was uh, Carmela Cutlery. Oh, okay. And, yep. And uh, his business, other business partner is um, Ray Laconico. Oh, yeah. This is the people that made the Laconico, the little one. Mm-hmm. The min pin and stuff. The one min-pin. where there was, 
it felt like everyone was making a version of one of these knives. Well, I, you know what? That, that I'm going to talk about that a little bit. The price on these is very too. good. Yeah, for 220, I think it's the probably one of the best values. I mean, we talked about the American-made stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this knife is better. It's just a better knife. Oh, of what? Of, oh, in comparison to the McGinnis Pro Line stuff. Oh, it's it's better than the. I think it's better than McGinnis. I don't. Pro I don't know what you, when you said. American I'm sorry. Made. Yeah, yeah. I should have been more specific. I was talking about like in the likes of uh, the Three Rivers stuff uh, and things like that, and the Skaha. You're gonna you can spend you can spend two hundred dollars on those, and they're very very nice. But in terms of what you're getting for your money, the that uh, Sprocket is quite a good knife. It has the drop shot action people like. It has the drop shot action. It's ground thin. It's finished really nice. It's machined really good. The, the action is spectacular. I don't have any problems with it. It's it's relatively unadorned too. There's not a lot of yeah. There's not a lot shit on it. I mean, yeah. it, it looks like a McGinnis design. It's not like McGinnis mm-hmm. usually goes for crazy. But crazy it's on shit. bearings, not on washers. Yes. Like uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I uh, I think my only complaint, and this is just across the board on so many knives these days, is just the lock bar tension is very light. I remember I like, that from flipping yours. I, well, clearly, I, that's what people like because it's well. What's popular. funny is he. Uh, that has to do with the wiggles. <laughs> it does have a lot to do with the wiggles. He he actually sent me a because he sent me two of them to check out the carbon fiber and the titanium. Yeah, and the carbon I like the carbon fiber one more just overall as a package, but it had that little bit of detent play. Oh yep. I think it was just a matter of of where that uh, insert was placed or how it was manufactured but i sent them back and he sent me a new carbon fiber one for the one that i purchased and it is perfect oh well that's good yeah because mm-hmm. the i think the titanium one the action was was really really good so this one is more akin to that yeah can i interrupt and just ask what you guys paid for your f3 w's again i paid 31 dollars okay good for like a brown okay. aluminum one the the titanium, okay. yeah, for the titanium ones are a little more. They're like seventy, I think. Right. And then aluminum ones the are, they're like all like thirty bucks or something. Yeah, I'm cl- yeah. close to getting one. If if I had found a great deal, I might have. But Jake, I'm gonna need something I, like that. I'm I'm gonna give you mine. My aluminum one, you can have. Look at that. I've got oh. I've got three FWs now and another one coming. Oh. So <laughs> you can have you can have my aluminum one. It has neutral he's tint. Full, he's flush with flashlights. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's got to be warm. It, so it, it, at least warm it up for me physically. Yuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Road transfer it to me. Honestly, the, the one thing about them is they get really, really hot. Very, oh, very yeah. Quickly. No, Jake, you don't need to so, worry about it being warmed yeah. up. Just turn it on turbo <laughs> turn for it on half a second. a second, and it's already unpleasant to hold. That's, that's yeah. true. I was, that was unbelievable how fast that thing gets hot. Do you know what my go-to flashlight is for, like, dog walking? Well, now I realize that I have headlamps, which are much more convenient for this. But for the um, the Convoy S1s, is that what they're called? Yeah, today? Jake sent me one of those. They're like 10 bucks, right? They're fucking awesome, especially if you go yeah. in through and pick a better. You don't spend $10. You spend, like, 15 to <laughs> 20 You get a way better light. I, yeah. go, I have one that's – I have three color-coded ones with each with a different emitter. <laughs> Let's not even go down this path. Let's just talk about... Yeah. I still have knives that I've acquired. So, uh, on top of that, I also got... Uh, did I talk about the Olamic Soloist that Eugene sent me? 
No. I love I, that thing. Dude, it's so it's, good. It has so many things that I don't like about knives. If you, exactly. And I love the whole package anyway. It's an interesting lead-in. It's, it's true. If you described this to me on paper or even showed yeah. me a picture of it, I'd be like, no. I'd be like, ew, no, I don't want that. Well, ew. <laughs> but it is so good. I, I'm. It's very I big. He, I don't think he's getting it back. So if Eugene is listening to this, just you know, you know, I, I hope you're not listening to it because you're not. I would. I would also steal it. It is really nice. It's big. It it's a huge knife. It is. It is very big. Huge knife. And what's funny is that though they still use uh, Fox knives to manufacture all their parts, and then they're assembled and uh, and ground here. So. Interesting story. How you can take, you know, you can take the literal Italy out of the knife. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Uh, I also got. Uh, what the fuck was that? What? What's happening? I heard like a baby. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> did Jake did no, the babies I'm, I'm actually leave? I'm baby free for 24 hours. Oh Christ! Someone go you, check on Jake. He's gonna OD. You won't even believe what, what I'm gonna do <laughs> in this place. <laughs> Sleep. I, I already had... There's going to be babies everywhere. A week, Yuck. <laughs> I already had a week and a half what the fuck? Uh, setback for knife, like actual touching knives to grinders, um, fixing mill and lathe and electrical problems, so there might be, there might be like steel dust being made in this oh. 24 hour. I'm not, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm just, I'm going to work straight through the night. And get as much done as I possibly can, and maybe even like make a fucking dashi or something, just to just for the sake of getting. Something. You're, you're on the clock. It's uh 4:53 right now, so yeah, we better end this soon. Burning, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, I will go, be amazed. So go through your acquisitions so I can go make something. <laughs> I'll be impressed, dude. Do you, it. Did anyone well, get I any knives from uh, Jack the Cock? Dude, I didn't put pictures up yet because it's a whole fucking story. But I ended up having to basically. Like do a, a YouTube series minus all the filming and editing and and overdubbing, rebuilding minus my any entire, of the YouTubing, my, my entire <laughs> fuck lathe like from front to fin. I had this chatter that was so bad that I literally could not even use the parts coming off of it, and it, I yeah well it was like I checked from from the least difficult all the way up to the most difficult, which is like removing the the entire table and you know re. Uh, refinishing the surface and everything and it's, it got put back together late last night and it runs and it's smooth and it's nice and I'm like fuck all this I'm so tired of everything else breaking while I'm just trying to you know I don't know build build a, a thing to to knife make shape a knife <laughs> yeah well I was uh, working on the small wheel thing and then 16 other thing broke I think other <laughs> things broke but well, no. maybe I'll come visit you tomorrow I'm very, very close. Um, back to the acquisitions, but it's good to hear that your your things are coming along, Jake. I'm close. How many I'm fucking coming. acquisitions you got? I got a lot. Dude. He gets a lot of shit these days. You know what I didn't get is a motherfucking dagger. <laughs> uh, you had your chance. R.I.P. You weren't able to. Uh, so I'm weird. sorry. What? You couldn't remortgage your house? I had my chance. Whatever it took. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> if you really cared, you would whatever it takes. Your house. Yeah, you should have remortgaged your house. I had my chance. 
Now I'm mad. Anyway, <laughs> back to the uh, the acquisitions. I got uh, the Wingman EDC Yuri's. They're fucking awesome. Is that the the one that's uh, the Santiago? Yeah, the guy, the Hokkaido guy. Which I wasn't. Sh- no, that's not the Hokkaido guy. Is it not the same guy? No, dude. That's that's Barker. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Santiago Knives does the battle songs. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Um, they are fucking cool. I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel about them in pictures because it looked like, like the proportions were off. But in person, they are awesome, and I like them. I think I like them better than the, the mini Doctor Death, kickstart. I I was happy that I finally got to handle one of the mini Doctor Deaths. I wish it was slightly bigger, but you know I get that so they're doing that's it. That's so actually that going to. And, and but they are going to do. Um, I was talking to Sako, and they're going to do uh, a three and three quarter version of this knife, which will be fucking badass. That makes sense. This looks um, like it would scale up. And it, but it doesn't. I thought it was going to be too small, but it, it works really nice. Oh, three inch blade. I, I mean, I guess they're really leaning into the EDC part of the wingman thing. It makes true. sense. Small, smaller and they, knives. And the details on it are really, really nice. Like that propeller pivot. They actually give you the tool, which is a little it. bomb. Which, which is, is a little pretty bomb great. That unscre- it's so cool. And then when you close it, you see where the little, uh, the little two. Uh, they look like um, P fifty one Mustangs. And you close it, they the two little planes show up in the uh, in the first hole on the frame. Oh, that's yeah, that's a nice little attention. It's oh, nice. Yeah. It's just like you know, that's cool. It's neat. I'm I, I'm really impressed with it. And normally I'm not a like big fan of like Tanto profiles for like EDC, but it's ground nice and thin. Um, it's upswept, so you, you still get a lot of belly, and it's it's three inches of cutting edge. It's it's still it's three and a quarter inches of blade, I would say. So it's it's really well done. Is this Riot? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well. And not find, like a find like the a, time a conglomeration of of shops that Riot uses. What? It is it is straight up Riot. That sounds like a serious allegation. No, that's dude. It's not an allegation. It's just how things are done. Uh, you know, there's a lot of shops in China. And certain ones are contracted through Riot. Uh, Riot may have some exclusive stuff for certain types of things, but at the end of the day, I mean, the Guangdong province is literally just a whole bunch of knife making uh, little shops. Yeah, Yangjiang City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, all right. Were you just uh, fixing his pronunciation? No, no. The city. Not, I was not. The city that that Riot is located out of is where all the knife companies are. I, I assume the province, the the whole province, province they're in does more stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then the city they're in is the one that has correct like, every knife company. But and that's how every it's not just Riot. That's how every knife company works. Yeah. Like if you were to ask Alliance who manufactures their knives, they're not going to tell you Riot. They actually have separate contracts for people that are doing uh, handles, blades, whatever, and assembly. Hmm. Same thing for Monterey Monterey Bay knives. Is this, so, so is this just for the cheaper stuff that they're doing this? Because those, just, those are both at lower price points. Uh, it's allowed them to make them at lower price points, but not compromise a lot of the quality. I interesting. mean, so it's it's interesting and it's, uh, you know, Riot, there's a certain level of quality that comes from something that's branded as a Riot produced knife. Uh, I would say it's comparable. 
does that make sense? Yeah. The, the, um, just before we get any confusion, the the uh, the uh, what's it called? The Yuri is produced by Riot, Riot proper. The if you talk about like the Alliance, uh, I don't know what's the one I just got, the Bangarang. I would imagine that they're using some of the same places that Riot uses for their build. You can tell by certain like the grind. You know, you can tell it has that like we were talking about before. It has probably has machine bevels that were then put on a jig and finished on a grinder. Um, and some of the build and some of the materials are ones that I've known that Riot is able to acquire more often. So that's 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 a new thing that I think that's happening within the industry. People are getting smarter about how they're um, you know choosing their manufacturer. Uh, as a matter of fact, Best Tech uh, doesn't use the same fact, at least far as I know, doesn't use the same contracted uh, manufacturers each time. So Best Tech is like a middleman. Well, the plot yeah. thickens. Yeah. I mean, that's just how this stuff works. I mean, if you talk to an American machine shop, they're probably outsourcing a lot of the stuff, too. You know what I mean? So it's it's not any different than, I think, any sort of manufacturing works anywhere in the world. It's just a lot of it uh, concentrated in one area of the country. Yeah. I don't know. I think people tend to think of a manufacturer making every part of their knives. Well, not every part, but maybe not the screws. But Let me, let me ask you this, too. It's like, have you – name another industry where you know the manufacturer of the product. It's a good point. You know, like I find it so weird that this, this community is so uh, concentrated – like not concentrated, but so – fixated fixated on that yeah. that it's it's the make or break of of the knife not yeah the i mean most people don't know that apple like the the, the iphone's made by foxconn i mean maybe mm-hmm. they do because that's a you know one of the most ubiquitous products in the world sure. but uh, what about magnus steyer the, the yeah, austrian or, company that assembles cars for mercedes yeah, exactly exactly or yeah. like uh, you know zf makes transmissions and they put they put it in like every other car so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess anytime there's an enthusiast community, people obsess about stuff like that. Nerd certainly not it. with tech. People do not care about what fucking place in Vietnam assembles it's your very, Samsung phone. That, it's, that's a very strange thing. And it and it and you see it in the flashlight stuff, too, because there's manufacturers for that, like Lumentop and Astrolux. Those are all core manufacturers. You understand what, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, 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 it leaks into everything. Light leaks. <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, this has I been a I went, very long episode. It feels like it's been a very well. I feel like we also needed to make make up for a lot. Absolutely, time. we need to yeah. give stuff away, though, don't we? I. You know what? No one has claimed that um, <laughs> the uh, the Tuya knives hive. So <laughs> I think I think we've given it enough time. You could redraw that. Do we have something else lined up for a giveaway? I don't know. I haven't thought that's about not it yet. Even Look, like a small. That's not even like a little. I know. I, that, that that's really, what I'm saying. It's, like, it's not. It's a I'm fucking not, sick a, fucking knife. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to give you like a three hundred dollar knife here. It's so yeah, it's pretty legit. Let's uh, uh, just. I'm I'm redrawing. It's been it's been right. months. Well, I have I have the people up. So Jake, so, if you want to go to random.org, and how many people do we have? Sixteen. Gotcha. You know, these names don't change very much, so I feel like almost everyone is going to have a chance to win one, just by like statistics more... alone. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, this is fucking great. I, I understand $25 a month is a lot, but at the, at this point, you're probably getting your money's worth. 
Yeah. Or at least the chances of getting your money's worth are, are pretty high. All right. I'm going to generate. Are you ready? I That's am ready. The, never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't generate to me. I'm going to generate again. <laughs> He's going to be generating by himself tonight. What was it, Jake? 14. 14. I'm no. Instagram now. <laughs> Wait, really? 14? Yeah, you want to do it again? No, it's just I feel like he's won every single one. Uh, I it's feel like that number Instagram handle Pip Corona, Jesse. And, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's won. You know there what? are 16 cool. people and he is the 14th one. Did he he's win cool. last? Yeah, but he didn't win last time. No, that but was, he's won before. He's won stuff. Yeah, he's won stuff. Yeah, I mean, but there's 16 usually, people, so you've got a good chance. The way I see it is like... I mean, I can't. We can't rig it. It's not like we're rigging it. Yes. Otherwise, your we mom won. would win every single one. Yeah, my mom has never won, and if yeah. my mom wins, she's getting the knife. I've decided this. She's contributed enough to this, so. Yes. You know, my mom has never won, which is weird. Yeah. Okay. So Jesse Pip Corona. Also a flashlight geek, so I'm happy he's getting it. Yeah. All right. Like two yin, two yin eyes going. Someone want to make the joke here? Like it's going, it's going, it's going to, going to, to it's yeah. going to, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's that is. If there's ever been a clear sign that we need to end, it's that. that also, good. the fact that we started this podcast and it was light out. It's dark. Well, it, it's also fucking winter time. I don't know if anyone ever told you how this works, but true. But it makes it feel like it was a long time. It does. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you to our patrons. Uh, remember, if you are a patron and you want to get in on that, uh, you you get we give away a knife pretty much every other episode at this point that's no, every episode is it every episode we, we do one every episode well f- once a month you get entered oh into yeah a monthly, into a giveaway. Face, yeah what's we just f- haven't had people claim claim one in a while um and if you want to support the channel you can buy some merch we have some cool t-shirts up remember coupon code wiggles gets you uh free shipping gets you free shipping i want to thank our sponsors we're going to talk list them off real quick so pvk vegas St. Nick's Knives. I'm not going to talk about the other one because they've sort of fallen off to the wayside. Uh, uh, and uh, who else do we have? Uh, I think that's it. That's probably it right now. Yeah. So if you want to sponsor us, we have an opening. Yeah. Yes. A Thank big, you. A knife company-sized opening. A knife company-sized opening. Ready, I think they've got, ready I for think, you guys to generate. I think they have a lot of stuff to worry about right now so i'm not gonna the least of their worries is if they sponsor a podcast correct 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 all right all right thank you guys yep and we'll talk to you soon later thanks jake see we don't even need to tell you now you're so like this needs to close out with dog. the black metal